All right. And we are live. Welcome to the Iron Lords podcast, episode number 60. It's another glorious Sunday, and we are back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm very excited about our special guest, and we've got the future of Halo, Xbox Financials, Detroit Became Human Demo, Quantum Dream versus the French Media, and the future of the Nintendo Switch to discuss. So we're going to get right into it. Oh, God, Nintendo Switch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your favorite. I didn't even know that was a topic. I'll talk to you guys later. I'll see you <laughs> I want to introduce a lord who, in my opinion, is one of the top journalists in the game. Whether it be his informative news articles, passionate opinion pieces, and detailed product reviews, this lord always exemplifies professionalism, yet at his core remains a true gamer at heart. Although this lord is fearless and outspoken with his opinions, he is always willing to engage in a respectful debate while still being one of the most humble and approachable personality in these gaming streets. Introducing the Xbox slash Microsoft editor for WindowsCentral.com and the co-host of the Xbox Two podcast, the Lord of Sarcastic Humor, fellow cat lover, <laughs> and the only <laughs> Lord capable of rocking a tiara with the utmost royal swag. <laughs> <laughs> Making his long-awaited debut into the realm of the Lords, my man, Lord Jess Gordon, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. That was that was some intro. <laughs> I told you the red carpet was gonna be rolled out yeah. for you, man. <laughs> oh man, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's warm. I got caffeine in me. Ready Woo! to talk some games. Woo! Playing games all the, all weekend. Had a pretty good game weekend. Good <laughs> nice. sesh. I did nice. not to do too much work. Good man. Like, I've been I've been editing a lot of State of Decay two footage. Ooh. That's something. <laughs> you know, tease, tease. We like that. We like that. Huge fan of Undead and those guys. <laughs> we got a chance to all the Lord, most of the Lords got a chance to touch it at PAX East. And oh man, we were impressed. So that we can't wait to see what you got cooking up with that. And uh yeah, huge, huge fan of what you do. So it's only right that we show the proper respect at the round table. So let's get into the four horsemen of gaming. My co-host with the co-most, my brother from another mother, the difficult game conqueror. And the howl of the young wolf. My man, Lord Addict, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about this Switch stuff, but uh, you know, we'll get into that <laughs> oh my later. Disgusted by this. It's glad to be here, and uh, it's glad to have someone as, uh, as royal as uh, Lord Jez here with us. So uh, let's get this going. Absolutely, man. We got Jez in the building. It's going to be some fun. And, of course, we have our most technical gaming lord. The solo gamer who lives for the single player selfish experience and also the Sostradamus. Mr. Offline Profile Illuminati himself, my man, Lord Sovereign. How are you doing, sir? Doing fantastic, man. Doing great. You know, recovering from Infinity War. Had to, <laughs> had, had to like soak all of that in, you know, take it in a little bit at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are in the recovery mode. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So that's it. That That's pretty much it since yesterday. No doubt. No doubt. And of course, the Incredible Hulk of this, a.k.a. the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The Lord of Combat Sports, who is a man of his convictions, demands nothing less than the premium experience, and is the Get Money Gamer. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how are you doing, sir? 
We are doing incredible like the Hulk. You see this? Do you understand <laughs> what this is? Stormbreakers, guys. This is exactly what Stormbreaker looks like. Eh? Oh, my. Oh, you know what? I've never known what I've, I've, I've always wondered what I'd like to hit you with, and now you've answered that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you see it, and I weld it, I'm going to bust your forehead with it. Anyway. Never come true. Listen, you know, I get close enough to you, I'm going to sting you with it. Um, You're going to sting me with this. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. All right, so we had some combat sports last night, and I'm going to get to it real back. quick. It's going to oh be, yeah, God. that's right. Addict, slide out, fall asleep, <laughs> take your no-dose pills. Um, I got to say that Eddie Hearn is a complete snake oil salesman, and it's horrible to Uh what he does to boxing. Him and HBO is destroying what boxing is should be, Mm. what combat sports is all about. They put together a crappy show last night. Mm. I must say Danny Jacobs only almost lost to a tomato can, a bum Mm. butt man. Um, And it was funny. It was good. I wish he would have lost yesterday because you're putting crap together. Um, I'm not going to get into it, really, be honest with you. To tell you the truth, combat sports put me to sleep last night. But wow. you know what kept me awake? Infinity War! Oh! <laughs> Make sure you go see this. I don't care what you're doing. Take the babies during the week. If you got kids, you got to watch them. Take your kids with you. It's good. It's good, too. The family is a fun family film. Um or sneak and go see it alone. Um, but I'm going to tell you to make sure that you see this if you're a Marvel head or if you just love action-packed good movies, go see it. Yes, um, I got to see it multiple times. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm going to give you one week to see it, and I'm going in very hard next week. Um, <laughs> but no combat sports today. Jez is in the building. We're about to do this whole shebang. I got Storm, uh, Stormbreaker. And I got Millionaire in the back, <laughs> but he's broken because hella tore him up. So I'm going to keep Stormbreaker right now because that's the thing that's smoking right now. Oh, my God. Real quick. Uh, thank you, Lord King, for our combat sports recap. Uh, look, uh, look, let's talk. I'm going to ask you. Um, I know there was just one uh, MMA uh, fight. Did you, did you see it? No, I. You know what? <laughs> it, it was a battle of the old men, and I, yes. I and I did not see it. No, and I don't know the result. So you know yeah, what? Like, I'm real quick because we, we don't want to put Lord Jez to sleep. But yeah, um, Eddie Hearn please. probably did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and you know what's funny? He's laughing because he knows Eddie Hearn. I know he do because <laughs> Eddie Hearn is is over there across the pond, and he knows he's no good. He knows he's no good. Yeah, man. It was big, pretty much a battle of the old man, and we had uh the the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko. Oh. And he was fighting one of the veterans of UFC, uh, Frank Mir. So uh, it was a one-round boombastic slugfest. And surprisingly, the old man, the last emperor, KO'd Frank Mir, put him to sleep in the fetal position. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Took a nap. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, for he, he rocked Fedor. I mean, actually, Frank rocked Fedor first. And then... um. Fedor just, they literally just going, it was a slugfest. They were just literally going at it. He caught him with, with a, a hook, and the next thing you know, yeah, his body was sleep. That's crazy, because Frank is bigger than Fedor. And at yeah. this point, Fedor, you know, Fedor, if you ever watch old, Fedor's old fights, like, it, mm-hmm. he is scary to stand in front of. Yes. Because he comes at you like an animal. Yes. Like, his, he swings with reckless abandon. Abandoned. He swings to kill you. To yes. Kill you. 
Yeah. Sidebar, Frank Mayer trains at um, Mayweather's boxing gym. Yeah, and it, it, you know what it is? He, he actually tagged him early. The problem is Frank's chin at this stage of their career, both of them, their chins are, are not what they are. You know, so it is what it is. So, uh, salute. <laughs> they got old man jaw. Yeah, salute to the old goats out there putting on a show for Bellator. <laughs> the bed not good enough. Hmm? No doubt. And of course, <laughs> and of course we have the that will be gaming ninja himself, Lord Cognito. Spreading that realness in the realm of the IOP, not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So before we get into what the Lords are playing this week, I want to start off with Lord Jez, his video game system history, his passion for the Microsoft brand and journey to Windows Central. And of course, what led him to the creation of one of my favorite podcasts, which uh, and one of my favorite content creators, Lord Rand in the Xbox Two. So, Lord, just let's start from the very beginning on a gaming level. What were the first kind of video game systems that you had? Oh man, the first video game system I had was the Sega Master System. Woo! Yeah, there we go. Oh, you starting to fight? We're biased. Let's go. I was a Sega kid through and through. But it, for economic reasons, for some reason, Nintendo games were way more expensive in the UK than Sega games. Really? And um, I had um, there was a sec, there was like a second-hand store near where I lived, and they always had Mega Drive games, but they never had Sega and uh, Nintendo games ever. So I did have a Super Nintendo, but I only had uh, like uh, Super Mario All Stars, uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, you know, and. Uh, Starwing, as it was called in the UK, it was called Star Fox in in America, I, I believe. I don't know why it had a different name in the UK, but it did for some That's reason. Interesting, maybe some type of cop, 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 copyright thing. Yeah, yeah. I like the, the N64 Star Fox was called Lilac Wars in the UK. What, yeah. what was it called? <laughs> Lilac Wars. Lilac Wars. I don't, I don't know why. Oh. It's the same game, just a different name. Ooh. So um. But yeah, I mostly played on uh, uh, Sega systems, so like you know, nice. Streets of Streets of Rage, Heroes, Let's go. Son- Sonic, you know, mm. that's Sonic. The, the Treasure Games, man, like Dynamite Heady and Altered Beast. What? All right, you, you you're bringing up the feels now. now. Let me let me back you up one second. Where's Sega Mass System? So my question was, and you said the Nintendo games were more expensive in the UK at that point. Now, did you ever had a classic NES, or you just skipped that and went Sega Master System um, to Genesis? I didn't even know the NES existed. <laughs> I think I was like, but you got to bear in mind, I was like six years old or something true, back true. then. Oh, um, you know, so I had like a, I had a Sega Master System, and then um, mm-hmm. I think my my neighbor had a Mega Drive. So I copied mm. them, and I also got Mega, a Mega Drive, Sega Genesis. Even yes. the Mega Drive had a different name in the UK. Really? Sega, Sega Genesis in mm-hmm. America. But it was called the Mega Drive everywhere else in Japan. And, right. And then I did. I was in hospital for six months mm. because um, I, had a, I had a burst appendix, but mm. it, was un, it went untreated. So I had, wow. se- I had sepsis. Sepsis, I wow. Really lucky. ill. Mm-hmm. And when I was in hospital... Mm-hmm. Um, I was bedridden, but I had a super. Ooh. That uh, I had a Super Nintendo that mm-hmm. the hospital provided, and I just played Mario all day, every day, <laughs> for weeks. And then when I got out of hospital, my parents got me a Super Nintendo as like a mm-hmm. getting out of hospital present. So then I had a Super Nintendo, and I got a PlayStation One. Okay. Um, and I think so what were some of the first titles for for the PlayStation One that you had? Well, um, see now. 
I don't know if it was like this in America, but in the UK, most PlayStation ones were bundled with Crash Bandicoot, which is why, like, when Crash Bandicoot launched again recently, it was like, like shot straight to the top of the UK charts because every kid in that generation had Crash Bandicoot because it was just bundled with the PlayStation One. So Crash Bandicoot, um, uh, man, I had so many games and I've still got them. I've still got my PS One games. Like nice. Dino Crisis, Nightmare Creatures, mm-hmm. Oddworld games, Resident mm-hmm. Evil. I was like, I was so, so excited for Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. Resident like, Evil. I was hyped out of my mind. I had like, I bought every magazine <laughs> that had Resident Evil 2 on the cover. I was, I've never been more hyped for a game before. Me too. Me I was too. like sick with excitement for that game. Dude, that game, it was so funny that you mentioned it because I had the same level of excitement. Resident Evil 2 definitely resonated with me. And the thing about it was, remember you had to go through like a second playthrough with the second disc or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget Lord King and Lord Sov. We affectionately named that character that appears <laughs> unbeknownst to us. It's, we called it Miller <laughs> Dawn. Basically, it was, what was it? The nemesis that nemesis. came through and started... Yeah, it, it, it didn't have. I don't think it actually had. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if it even had a gate a name in the game. Yeah, it didn't it like, was the yeah it, it was, was the most unspoken feature. It was like a it was like a a, a code name or something like a T zero one seven or something like tyrant. Everyone at school used to call it the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have a nickname for that? that yeah, we called it, we called it Milladon. We just made up a name. <laughs> we was so I was so terrified when that thing burst through the wall, and then it would continually oh, yeah. chase you and harass you like the. I was terrified. Because like the Resident Evil games Resident had like um, they had like set rules, didn't they? Like mm-hmm. um, because they, they had static backgrounds, and you expected yes. the game to have these rules. Mm-hmm. And then you get used to monsters not being able to go through yes. doors and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the Hulk, the Hulk, well, I call it the Hulk. The Hulk, <laughs> he was able to break through some of the walls and stuff. And then they took it even further with Nemesis. Yes. Any you game. Based on it. <laughs> that yeah. mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think any game terrified me as much as the first time I played Resident Evil Nemesis. Because yes. it was like, I just. I was, God, I must have been like 11 years old, 11 or 12, <laughs> and um, I played Resident Evil 3, and like the first time you see him is outside the police station. Like, oh, I remember mm-hmm. it like it was yesterday. My memory's mm-hmm. nowhere near this good now. We, we had but, um, people that were big time Resident Evil heads who refused mm-hmm. to play 3 because yeah. of that yeah. mechanic, because it was so different than the rest of than the other games. Like, like, I'm it not was terrifying, man. It, it was, was so completely terrifying. horrible because it just bust out stars. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you'd, you'd run all the way back to the save room, which is like the only safe place, but then yep. even the save room music, which was usually like sort of yeah. Yeah, hot, calming. <laughs> yeah, they, it was like ominous. And it's like, you know, when you leave the save room, you he's going to come back again. Yeah, he was like outside Perfect. there. Like, oh, no. Absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned that because for me, yeah, Resident Evil definitely, Resident Evil 2 had that effect. It's probably one of my favorite. And I guess because of the success of that, that character, they made a whole, you know, thing for part three. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But, um, but the, game that, the game that really made me fall in love with the hobby and stop seeing it just like a toy, I guess, was um, Final Fantasy VII. Mm. So, um, because uh, now this is a weird story. Mm-hmm. I um my 
my parents used to buy me games sometimes when like I did well at school or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um they bought me Men in Black 2 for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like... Where's the love? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I can't play this game. So I took it back to the shop, and I was like, I want to exchange this game for something. And the guy, the guy in the shop was like, well, why don't you try this? This is quite popular, apparently. And he just gave me Final Fantasy VII. Um, wow. Black. I'd never heard of Final Fantasy in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, you know, there was no internet back then, and I didn't know many. I didn't have many gaming friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'd never heard of Final Fantasy, and I was like, "Wow, this is the seventh game," you know. And um, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, it's on three discs." It's like, "What is this? This what game must be huge." Uh-huh. And um, at first I was like, "What are these little cartoon characters and, and all this stuff?" And mm-hmm. and then like as I played it, addictive, and mm. I, I could name. I named all the characters after my school friends. Nice. Uh, I just got sucked in again, like nothing else. Great game. Yeah. Like, that's that's big one for Addict, man. But Final Fantasy Seven one is on your list too, right? Addict? Yeah, Seven. Uh, oh, actually, Seven's really good. Oh, you woke up. Oh. I feel like I woke up. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you act like if I don't talk like literally the entire two-hour podcast, I've been asleep for at least thirty minutes. <laughs> Once you start making fun of me and go back on Amazon where you want to be. So okay, <laughs> like get, get off of my back. <laughs> Continue. Um, Love that. <laughs> when we when it comes to when it comes to Final Fantasy Seven, I feel like Seven helped uh you know brought the whole franchise on it. Uh mm-hmm. but I don't know why, but I've, ten has more of a remnant on me than seven does. Mm. Now, everyone's now, got everyone's got a different favorite. That's a good point. Well, my I think I, I think my favorite one is still seven, just because my, of the impact it had. I'd never played anything like that. Before. My least favorite one is uh is seven uh, is eight. <laughs> like, I think I think Lord Jazz has a point is, because Lord's I mean seven I, I mean great as the others was and I was kind of new. I want to say I was new to RPGs, but I think seven. I don't want to say it casualized RPGs, but it opened up an audience that never experienced it before. Being that it was on PlayStation and the fact, let's keep it real, graphically at its time. Uh, Seven was amazing, and I'll never forget what, at least for me, Lord Jazz, what really did it for me is the summons. Remember the summons, Lord Jazz? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just and the fact it. that, like, every five minutes. Oh, you man, I remember having the Leviathan. One. You had the little materials. Remember, you had the little material you put it in? And it was just like, wow, it was just cinematic event. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yo, I've never seen Knights it. Knights of the Round? Do you remember Knights of the Round? That's, that's really the most ridiculous awesome. summon ever. <laughs> I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in gaming in general because it's not hard, it's just tedious. It's like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, Bro. like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. I've only had, I've beat that game like at least 10 times. I've only had Knights of the Realm once. Wow. Same because <laughs> I, I got it one time and I was like, that's good enough for me. I never need to get it again. But see, I, I'm I'm playing it on the uh, PS4 and there's actually a trophy for it. So I'm sitting there dead eyeing the trophy and I'm like, dude, is it really worth it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Dizzy to chat. A lot of people missed the material system. Yeah, seven was iconic, man. So you went you went from PlayStation, you had all that great stuff. Now, when did your Xbox and Microsoft situation well, start, love start? I was quite lucky because um, I got lots of siblings. I was the oldest, and like as I got older, they got older. They got into gaming, but like I didn't have to buy Nintendo consoles because my brother got really into Nintendo and he bought the N64, the Pikachu edition, the red rosy cheek. I don't say <laughs> it's it's the lamest console, but also the most awesome console ever. 
Right. Um, we had the N64, and then um, he bought the GameCube and you know, Resident Evil nice. Remake on that. So I got to play that as well. But like, mm-hmm. they weren't my consoles; they're my brother's consoles. Whereas mm-hmm. I sort of went the other way, and uh, you know, PlayStation Two and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then um, um, I did get. I bought the original Xbox with um, because the, at the time the UK government were were paying kids to stay in school. Really. So, yeah, they're, they're, I need that. We need that arrangement. Here. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Uh, they got they got rid of it now. But, um, <laughs> seriously, at, at the time, not, like stuff that's relevant to everyone. Like, <laughs> but, well, it was a. It, you could argue it was a bit of a waste of money because like they they were paying kids from poorer backgrounds um, about forty dollars a week wow. to stay in school, right? Wow. And um, so I was getting I was getting like forty dollars a week just for turning up to school. Used to go into school, get my check mark, and then climb under the fence. Go back Everyone did that. Was like, nobody, I would have did it too, Jess. Uh, I would have got yeah, two checks. Nobody I knew was spending that money on on educational stuff. They were spending it on like we used to just go to a supermarket and buy a remote control car and drive it around the playground and then just leave it there you know so everyone's just wasting <laughs> their money but, yeah. luxury luxury excess at its finest yeah. all, 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 the, all these poor kids had money and they didn't know what to do with it like, <laughs> buying cake like buying like ridiculous huge birthday cakes and wedding cakes and just leaving them there. <laughs> so the diabetes at this period of time has skyrocketed <laughs> <laughs> but um i i saved my money and i bought the original xbox um, yes. on a whim just because mm-hmm. I wanted because me and my brother had this thing like we need to own every console somehow amongst mm-hmm. you sound like Lord King yeah mm-hmm. and um, so I bought the original Xbox but um, I didn't have that many games for it again mm-hmm. um, I just used to buy all the multiplats on the PS2 so like I only really had Halo on, mm-hmm. on the on the Xbox and like I bought all the multiplats on the PS2 but and I missed a lot of those classic original xbox games that were xbox exclusive i missed a lot of them um, like 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 halo no i halo was the only one i did have oh okay like i, I felt nervous. like there was no marketing for any of the other games so i just wasn't really aware of them mm-hmm. um so but then when it came to the ps3 xbox 360 generation <clears throat> sony just priced me out of the market with the ps3 it was <laughs> like, like 600 oh how many pounds yeah. how much pounds was it was it equivalent like I can't remember, but it was it was just too much. Gotcha. <laughs> I was just like, no, I'll just get a 360. Because it, it was significantly cheaper. And like, yes. and at the time, it was like, the PS3 came with Blu-ray. It came with Wi-Fi built in. And it was like, I don't need either of those. There's very, um, few, there's, <laughs> there's very few times in like marketing history to where it's not even like a joke. Like, you see it, that's just like... <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what happened this yeah. generation. I, did, I, didn't even, I didn't even have a Wi-Fi router back then. You know, mm. I just plugged straight into the, the, the Ethernet. Know, just, just Ethernet. So yeah. I just I just bought an Xbox 360 and um, mm-hmm. never looked back. Yeah. Nice. And then, um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes. Yeah, but again, I wasn't really that into 360. Mm. At the time, because I started getting more into PC gaming. Oh, so that's when you World of War. I lost years of my life to World of Warcraft. Yeah, knows me on on Twitter. Classic. 
So was you one of those guys that was farming the gold that I was sending money to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I, I had to get off that game when I realized that in one week I spend like 100 then the following week I spend 150 to get gold and oh I said yes it, oh god is right you understand mm-hmm. uh, it got to the I point was, that it was, was horrible and I, 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 I had an online wife uh, it was like, <laughs> oh my god yo listen Whoa. I didn't know if I it was a guy far. or a girl <laughs> I didn't know because you couldn't really talk, but we would meet up and she would um make me stuff because she was a wizard and she was able to make clothes. That was a like tailor. a skill tree, a tailor. And she would make me magical clothes and we would lay down, take off all our clothes <laughs> for like at least uh, 15 minutes. And then after we spoon for 15 minutes, we would go and kill and... <clears throat> I really, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Lord Sovereign knows because yeah. I got Lord Sovereign into the game. He knows, he knows my woes with that game. That game. Here's the plot twist. Everyone knows the plot twist now. What's the way? Here's what's the, the plot twist? What's the plot twist? Sovereign was. You know what? I knew it wasn't him because he's the soloist gamer. He's been that yeah. guy forever. I, I played that game for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Once, yeah, once the gold addiction started setting, I said, nope, that's it. I cut it off. I said, let me go back to my Half-Life 2. Let me go back to my to my Doom 3. No, I was not messing with Warcraft after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I game is, I, heard, I was scared of it. I heard stories. And I remember Lord King used to tell me to play it, how intense it was. I was like intimidated by that game. I was like, I, I can't. That game looks too addictive. So I stayed it, away from it. It was bad. I was the guy from the South Park episode. Literally. <laughs> I was literally that guy. You know, I didn't go outside. I didn't have a job. I just play World of Warcraft all day, every day. And nice. I was like, I'm going to be the best damn paladin <laughs> yep. on this planet. You know? Nice. And, um, so I, I lost years of my life to that. And I, I missed a lot of early 360 years because of that as well. Because of that game. Um, nice. Because of that game. That's but then I, my PC broke. Your PC oh. broke? Yeah, my uh, PC broke. So mm-hmm. that sort of sent me back to the 360. Oh, and, um, okay. Uh, man, this is a long story, but go for quite, it. Quite honestly, it wasn't really Xbox that made me get into Microsoft blogging. Tell it me, was, it was actually Windows Phone, believe it or not. Really? Um, because uh, I, it, well, it kind of was Xbox, but like I heard yeah. that on Windows Phone, mm-hmm. you could get Xbox achievements for playing mobile games. So that oh. was that was literally the selling point for me to buy that phone. Nice. And um and also <laughs> there was this girl whose boyfriend like now this is the first time I'd ever encountered a fanboy, a tech fanboy, right? Talk to me. He was he was an Apple fanboy. Mm-hmm. An Apple logo stuck to his front door. And um he didn't like me because mm. I was good friends with his girlfriend. <laughs> so to piss him off Mm-hmm. I be- I started saying how great Microsoft was all the time, <laughs> and uh, and I got I got it was because of him that I got a Windows phone just to contradict his iPhone, and <laughs> but somehow I got like re- in in my crusade to piss him off. Uh-huh. I learned a lot about Microsoft and their ecosystem and what they're planning to do. Nice. I, was, I was offsetting his Apple fanboyism. 
Uh-huh. And and then I discovered like Microsoft making this ecosystem where they've got Xbox on all these devices, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, this is actually quite interesting." <laughs> and so um, your, your level of trolling. So so, so hold, you up, down hold, road. hold up, hold up, hold up. Get you into something very <laughs> nice. Thank God for trolling. I got, I got, I got, I got follow up on this. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you went on a long term con to upset someone. And then you ended up flipping back. Uh, ended up flipping around on you, and you ended up uh, you ended up actually committing to what you were trying to make him think. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the that's the truth of it. I, the biggest was, the biggest question is: Did you get the girl? Was it success? Uh, was the mission successful, Lord Jet? Well, I wasn't. I wasn't going for the girl. So you were just trolling. You were just trolling. Troll. <laughs> you were just out here. She was like. Uh, you, you know, you know, in anime, like where they say the childhood friend never wins. Yeah, she's yeah. like a child. She was a childhood friend, you know. <laughs> oh, um, I but uh, uh, I met my current girlfriend around the same time. So it worked That's out. What's up. So, yeah. um, uh, but you know, she probably basically, basically, said, what's that? It was, it was, tro- <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was trolling that got me into this game. <laughs> Shout out to Lord Jazz and Trolling to get into Microsoft ecosystem. The first troll. That's pretty amazing. Now, real quick, before, now, as you know, you know, we we know you're synonymous with uh, Windows Central and stuff like that. So, I'll start with the with the journalistic journey. Like, how did that whole start? I know what the connection you had that love there, starting there. But how did you actually get into the quote unquote industry? Well, it was it was um, I was working as an IT technician at a school at the time, mm-hmm. and. Um, I uh, I self-taught web design when I was at school, mm-hmm. again, to troll people. <laughs> um, I love that you troll so much. I love it. Uh, kind of sad, really. But, um, no, but uh, your trolling has made benefits in your life. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, troll on, brother. Troll I, on. You know, I, I, um, I, had to learn, I had to learn web design because we wanted to set up forums to talk about games and and. We set up Unreal Tournament forums and stuff like that. So I, le- I learned web design because I wanted my PHP forum to look nicer. And um, so when I was working at this high school, their websites really sucked. And I was just like, I can make those websites, maybe. So I updated my skills uh, using YouTube. And then there was this guy, that guy who I was trolling, and I was starting to get really passionately into disproving him and then the whole xbox one thing dropped <clears throat> now he he was like he was like one of those guys who were like in 2013 oh my god microsoft that, they're evil that DRM, blah, blah, blah. And then all that happened yeah <laughs> all that all that stuff blew up mm-hmm. and um evil and microsoft. so i was I, yeah i was sucked into it so much mm-hmm. that i was like i'm gonna and he was a twitter user as well so i got on twitter contradict him again mm. and um i i just sort of saw that there was this sort of community of like bloggers and youtubers like much like yourselves and, and mm-hmm. windows central stuff like that i discovered mm-hmm. windows central and and i was like you know what? i want to do this stuff as well mm-hmm. i've taught myself web design and i met nice. this guy called um liam pond who's on twitter at liam pond Shout mm-hmm. out to him. He's Shout out to mm-hmm. He used to be called at Xbox Mad UK. Oh, I remember Xbox Mad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I met him mm-hmm. and um, he was like pretty vocal in the Xbox community and he supported the original 2013 vision. Nice. I, I supported as well. And mm-hmm. we were like 
you know, console warring, you know, defending it, stuff like that. <laughs> you're defending, you, you're fighting a good fight. Fighting a good fight, yeah. <laughs> you know, fighting a losing battle, you know, but, um, <laughs> as is often the case writing about Microsoft. But, um, we, uh, from there, we made, we made XboxMad.net. You know, we made a, you know, a blog site just to just copy, copy other blog sites, really, just writing mm-hmm. about stuff. But somehow, I discovered that I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And we were the only website at the time writing about Windows Phone mm-hmm. um, for an, from an Xbox perspective. Mm-hmm. So the, no- the Nokia PR team got in touch with me. Nice. They were like, um, we want to we wanna elevate you. you know? mm-hmm. So we want to invite you to Barcelona to see the next Windows Phone get revealed in Barcelona. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So <laughs> um, I went to Barcelona. Nice. On Microsoft's dime. Holla. And, um, and uh, <laughs> I covered the launch of the Lumia 640, this, you know, terrible yeah. slow phone. <laughs> it was amazing because I, I did my first interview with uh, Nokia VP of marketing and stuff like that. And I posted the interview on Xbox Mad. Mm-hmm. And um, I talked about, like, could, could we see Xbox evolve on phones and stuff like that? Blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. That got upvoted on Reddit, mm-hmm. and then Daniel Rubino, who runs Windows Central, yep. sent me an email and offered me a job. Oh, I was like, awesome. oh my god, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so then you became that. Your way, all the way up the ladder. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's how you do it, baby. <laughs> no, but I that ordered, was awesome. I ordered an $80 whiskey on Microsoft's oh. credit card in Barcelona. Ooh, that's, did, you know, did you have your feet up at that point? Did you know you made it? Did you did you feel like you made it? I, I was like, well, I was like, this is never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make the most of it. And then I asked the barman, give me the most expensive whiskey you've got because it's on their tab. Oh, that was very <laughs> premium. That was very premium. Shout out to Lord Jess yeah. for ordering that most expensive. <laughs> I, f- I feel guilty now, but... Uh, the, the Don't PR- worry. You're going to get a bill in the middle of the day. <laughs> somebody, somebody someplace is sitting there saying, ah, there it goes. <laughs> I was like, it was just surreal. It's still surreal. I've been here for three years now. No doubt. That's possible. awesome. That's actually a very cool story. So I wanted to next uh, move our uh, transition forward with the um, – into the podcast game because obviously you are part of one of my favorite podcasts with Lord Ren and the Xbox Two. How did that get started? Well, I had my own podcast with Matt Brown at Windows Central, but um, because workloads are quite crazy at Windows Central, mm-hmm. some days days I'd have to postpone would uh, wouldn't match with him postponing. So there'd be times when like we wouldn't podcast for like several weeks because mm-hmm. neither of us uh, had the flexibility. Um, but Rand Rand does have the flexibility. So, like, if I need to delay because of work, he's mm-hmm. able to do it on Thursday or Friday, which is really great. Very cool. So, um, and I just Rand's a great guy. Like, yeah, Rand's awesome. awesome. Um, I think we have we have pretty good chemistry. We don't always agree on everything, but you know mm-hmm. that's uh, what makes podcasting interesting, I guess. Absolutely. And I, you know, honestly, I can't even remember how the podcast came about. I, yeah, I can't yeah. even remember. Okay, we've, we've done, the first one. Okay, okay. We've done, uh, we've done, we did our 51st episode. Yeah, last, you guys are in the 50s now. Like, I, I remember, like, 
kind of the early things. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting pairing. And then I kind of listen to you guys. And then, like you said, like the chemistry you got to have. But what, like, you, also what you said, which I like about it and which I actually love about our podcast is that we all don't agree. <laughs> There's going to be times <laughs> where we're like, no. <laughs> King and Attic definitely are polarizing at times. <laughs> You know, they're probably Saul was the closest to me, but even sometimes we go at it sometimes as far as this. I movie. resent that. <laughs> woke up, huh? you know and it, I, I love <laughs> that you guys still get along, but at the same time have different viewpoints on stuff. And I actually love how passionate you get with like with, with certain things in reference to the fanboys and, and the console. Oh, yeah. boys I get myself into trouble so much. Yes, yes, sir. That's how I found out about you, sir. Um, <laughs> I was sitting there, and my timeline was going retarded. And I said, what the hell is going on? I said, um, who is Jess? Why is everybody going at Jess? Um, and then I actually saw the genesis of it. We was at PAX when you blew up to me. Um, this recent PAX had just happened. And we're walking through, and we was with another Jess. And... I'm I'm texting somebody because they tweeting me. They DM me. It got so so horrible that they got <laughs> off of regular Twitter and started DMing me. So I'm like, I'm with Jez right now. He said, not that Jez, you idiot. This Jez. <laughs> so I said, what Jez is this? And I looked at your profile and I looked and then I started going through the timeline with the tweets. Mm. And then I'm like, I'm on Jez's side. Right. <laughs> I, I said, "What the hell? No way!" He was what he said was right. I said that. So, uh, needless to say, you blowing up last couple of weeks. <laughs> Jess has been hot out here. These dig into that history, <laughs> and you were popping. I mean, uh, you were trending something crazy. Uh, <laughs> like two or three weeks ago. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I have, but, I have this tendency to tweet first and think later, which <laughs> me in trouble so much. Yeah, I'm glad you did because I had like 70 mentions. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely set the uh, the the uh, internet ablaze, the social space ablaze. Uh, we actually our last poll question. We'll get into the polls a little, in a little bit. It's was, fine uh, though. Uh, sometimes uh, Twitter needs a little fire. Yeah, you know, saying that you know, obviously the whole situation. We had a, 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 a poll question about media bias and things of that nature. So we'll get into that. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say real quick before we uh, move on with your history. Um, as far as I know, you're a fan of the long dark franchise like myself. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I love that game. Love that game. Absolutely love that game. So um, and a shout out to Raphael, I believe um, he's really cool. One of the devs on the game. I remember meeting him when it was initially in a game preview. But I wanted to get to your last five, your top five video games of all time it, it could be you could just go the games itself or the franchise whenever people ask me these questions i i always respond with the first thing that come to mind because if you overthink it then it yes it's kind of wrong the first thing that came to mind straight away is final fantasy 7 mm. because of what what i what i owe it in terms of getting me into gaming i guess um mm. I, i've got to say world of warcraft even though of course uh, it's world of Warcraft is weird weird because most of my memories of that game are just sort of anger but, um, <laughs> i uh i uh i played it so much that mm -hmm. no other game i have like i, I added up all the playtime of all my characters and i think it came out to over a year playtime so i think wow. like no That's no the no other game in history is going to achieve that what exactly that so you, you that you already so, see the impact that that's the impact yeah. that it had on you absolutely that had a huge impact. Uh, like i've still got like my best friend in real life that i've got right now 
Mm-hmm. I met him in World of Warcraft. Wow, that's what's he, up. He moved to he he was from he was from Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and he moved to the UK for work, mm-hmm. and then he ended up moving to the moving to a city near to me for work. So wow, we went from cool. being World of Warcraft friends to being real life real friends. friends. Yo, dude, straight yeah. up. I mean, it, we we've had this discussion before when we did the uh, the Game Struck Four last last ILP, and you know, Halo had that effect for us. And I know for me personally, I know a lot of people hate it, but Destiny had that fe- effect for me. I mean, one of my podcast mates that I do uh, a Destiny podcast with, Ivantes, I met him at like a Destiny con <laughs> because we are so crazy for this stupid game <laughs> when it first came. It's flawed That's as it how goes. I met monkeys. Yeah. That's I, how I, mean, I met so, hot monkeys. Absolutely. You know, shout out to Frodo. There's so many friends. So I'm glad that you mentioned World of Warcraft because mm-hmm. in that in that space because it just chose to show you the impact of the game and how real yeah. friendships can be formed because of it. Yeah. Three, mm-hmm. three more. Yeah, three more. Let's go. Uh, uh, Pretty hard, you know. Like I can't help but say, I think Monster Hunter World is slowly slipping into that top five now. Wow! Because um, I've been, I've got 160 hours played on that now, and mm-hmm. it's like I, I don't think I've played a game this gen as much as Monster Hunter World now. It's, mm. it's so great. It's so deep. They keep adding new content to it. They recently added uh, Call of Tarath, which is like this giant golden dragon. And it's mm-hmm. a re- it's not it's not just like they added a monster and just dumped it into the world. They did a whole new system for this boss fight where you fight it through like this huge cave, like a siege. You mm-hmm. cannons and all this stuff, and the loot mechanics are different. It almost reminds me of like when they first added Ragnaros to World of Warcraft. Yes, like they had the base game, the base end game, and then they yeah. built on that end game. And if Monster Hunter World keeps doing this, I think it's going to be absolutely absolutely huge. Absolutely, they, the content that they've been adding has been tremendous. You got two more. What you got? Uh, uh God. Come on, on the spot. Um, I want to say, I, want, I really want to say Bioshock, the original okay. Bioshock. Nice, good choice. Um, good choice. I think, uh, I think that was just a stunning shooting game. Uh, Absolutely. Plot twist was crazy, and like whenever people ask me favorite games, that's one of the games that pops in. Absolutely. One more. One more. Man. I'm gonna have to say again, off the top of my head. Off the top. Resident Evil Two, probably. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Again, it's just such a. It was just such a tremendous game at the time. Very impactful. Yeah, another game that just blew my mind, and absolutely it had an influence on me. You know? I still, I still to this day dream when I dream about zombies. <laughs> Resident Evil Two zombies. <laughs> This day. What this about day. the dogs? Did the dogs were, were they in there too? No, no. Always just some. No doubt, man. Tremendous, tremendous history. Love hearing about that as far as your games and as far as your journey. So that's real cool. So we're gonna get into this poll and these topics, get this thing popping. So um, yeah, last week poll results are in, and the people have spoken to the question when neutral gaming media outlets run imagery or articles that may be perceived to poke fun of one platform over another, do you consider this to be media bias against that platform? The winner at 42% in a four-way ILP pro, pretty much cruising to victory, was the yes, there are some journalists who have bias group. (laughs) Coveted at second at 27% was the shallow group. You mad because your platform is taking L's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the shallows were in the building. They were second place, y'all. 
coming in at third place at 18% was the definitely media bias across the board group. And coming in at last place at 13% was the no media biased exists group. Performance of the platform is key. So it's pretty much a shout out to Brett. <laughs> oh my God. Put him under the bus. <laughs> that's, please, that's Brett's idea. No, so everybody is cool. They, they're not doing that, man. No. <laughs> Stop it. It was an intense vote, over 200 voters. Lord Jazz, I heard you, I hold you personally responsible for this. <laughs> but I need your take on the storm created by uh, your tweet. <laughs> see again, this is another this is another situation where I tweeted before I thought I really thought about it. I, first of all, I didn't want to put Ryan McCaffrey in that position because he's a yeah. he's a genuinely great guy. Love and um he's uh, he didn't deserve all, all the shit he got for that. So I felt really bad. Like when I tweeted that, I was like, I wasn't thinking, oh my god, screw those journalists. I was thinking, oh my god, that social media team are stupid. Mm, and um, yeah. I tweeted that the social media team was stupid. Someone from IGM was tweeting me saying, you can't call them stupid. And I was like, well, yeah, they can't I saw that. I saw that. And I stand by that. I think what they tweeted was stupid. Now, mm -hmm. I. I'm not against jokes. I've made yeah. plenty of shots at PS4 myself, but the difference is I don't have a platform of 50 million people. Mm. And, um, and also, like, I think um, when a platform of that size mm -hmm. takes that kind of shot, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of it gives ammunition to the most toxic elements of gaming. Thank you. So that, that's why it annoyed me. Gotcha. I think I w if if it was the other way around, if it was PlayStation, mm -hmm. like if they put Nintendo in that picture as well, mm -hmm. um, it would have annoyed it would have annoyed me just as much. You know, it's okay. kind of like you know, and it just felt like really poor timing. It was like, mm -hmm. yeah, Microsoft's taking all this flack. You know, the people who people at Microsoft are real people. They've mm -hmm. got real feelings. They see all these tweets and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I I do I am close to it because you know I got I got friends at Microsoft. You know. And I know, I know lots mm -hmm. of people at Microsoft, and um, I feel close to it. And I felt like if I if I was pouring my life and soul into trying to make Xbox a good platform, and then the biggest platform for gaming on the planet mm. was m openly mocking what mm -hmm. I was trying to achieve, mm. I would feel really bad. So I felt bad on behalf of of them. Them. I so got like, you. Let me ask you a quick question, though, because I just want to be fair to the other side. And my question to you is, what about the people who say, look, the only reason why Microsoft is getting killed is because they're not putting out a great product and that people always reference the last generation and they'll say, hey, you know, the 360 was a dominant force and PS3 was getting killed back then. What do you say to those people who who really they feel that there's no bias at all when those type of comments come out? Now. I don't believe. I don't believe. Um, well, the thing is, everyone's got their biases. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, to to eliminate bias, mm -hmm. you would have to be a robot. Mm. And if you so, were, we, so we are saying that bi bias exists for the bias record? exists. It has to. Yeah, I, Bob Bell, what's it? <laughs> but it I does. Think, just, I'm not the saying the platform thing. Like, if you're an individual, you're going to have bias, right? But the problem is when when you do something that makes it seem like the platform is reflecting that bias. That's the problem because mm. that's not just your platform. Mm. Sometimes bias can be a good thing. I mm. think because it can, like, say for example, if you are biased against Xbox. Mm -hmm. It might lead you to coming 
getting and, feedback mm-hmm. that a fanboy who's biased in favor of Xbox wouldn't necessarily arrive at. I think, and as Microsoft, Microsoft wants feedback wherever it can get it, um, mm-hmm. as long as it's respectful and obviously. Like yeah. I but think. Like, Oh, I, I was just, I was just saying, like, if if a PlayStation fan says to Microsoft, um, "I don't like what you're doing," this is why I'm not buying your system. They're biased in favor of PlayStation, but still, that's useful information where Microsoft can inform their decisions going forward about maybe trying to bring them on board. You know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. but when you're a journalist, um, you're gonna have biases as well. Right, absolutely. It's it's natural. Yeah, I only write about Xbox, so you could Mm -hmm. say I'm biased in favor of Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the the what what's important as a journalist is to try and see it from a a level, try and see it from different perspectives, Mm -hmm. try and see it with a level-headed view. It's no good if you're just sitting there saying to Microsoft, "You're the best. You're the best. Everything you do is amazing all the time." Because a, um, no one will believe your shit. Exactly. <laughs> you're just you're just saying nice things all the time, mm. and also it's not useful. It's honestly not useful to Microsoft. If you're right. just gi- giving them wins when they're losing, mm-hmm. then it's not helping them to grow and get better. So mm. I approach it. Per- I mean, I don't know what, what all, all journalists do it, but I approach. I try and approach it from the the position of constructive criticism is the best mm-hmm. way forward. Mm-hmm. So if that's me using my bias in a constructive way. And that's the way I try and do it. And my boss, Daniel Rubino, he's, he, he says his, his ethos is that we're brand champions at Windows Central. We try and inform the good stuff, but also highlight the bad stuff and try and um, give a voice to criticism, give a platform to um, valid criticisms of, of Xbox, uh, Microsoft and Xbox. And that's what I, that's what I try and do. And no, I think very, I, I think that's what Ryan McCaffrey tries to do, and the IGN editorial team tries to. Yeah, that, that. the that's, issue, that's what I think. I the agree. issue with that tweet mm-hmm. is well, look at something like you know uh, when Ryan McCaffrey got a lot of uh, flack for on his personal Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just posting that you know Xbox fans just want something on God of War Calibur. He got a lot of t- uh, and he didn't say even nothing wrong. He was just like you know we would like on this side just to get that kind of a caliber of a game. That was nothing wrong with that, but he apologized uh, for that. The problem with that particular tweet with the images is that wasn't on, you know, whoever is the equivalent. And let's say the person who tweeted it, that wasn't on his personal Twitter. That was on IGN's Twitter. Right. But let, so let's be clear. It was it was it was the social media team, not like the editorial team. Right. But it was but the platform the of the IGN. Day, it's still the platform's right. Twitter. Right. It has all their followers. It, it, that's like me going on ILP's mm-hmm. Twitter and posting mm-hmm. something. No one knows that it's me. No mm-hmm. one knows that it's Cognito. Mm-hmm. They see that as Iron Lord's podcast. They don't see that as an individual Good person. Good point. Good point. No, valid stuff, man. And like I said, it was really intense. Shout out to everybody in the poll who uh, contributed it. It's very intense argument, <laughs> but we definitely respect it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I said, I, I thought I thought what you did, it, it generated a good conversation. So I wanted to include that. So uh, we're going to get into these topics. Got a lot to get into. So um, we're going to talk about Halo. 
we're going to talk about the uh, the future and the importance of the franchise. Obviously, Halo is very near and dear to the Lords. We, we talked about it at the Game Struck 4. Most of us had it in our Game Struck 4 last week. And um, I also want to talk about Phil Spencer's tweet and the, um, you know, the exact role of Halo as far as the future. We're hearing the rumors of it going to PC. Also, that whole L, I can't pronounce it, El Dorito <laughs> mod that caused a little bit of a controversy. So uh, let's start with Lord Jez again. You know, as far as the future of Halo, where do you see it going? Also, the controversy in reference to Halo apparently going to PC. What are your feelings on this, Lord Jess? Um, now, I know people are really passionate about this topic because um, people see Halo as being part of the Xbox brand, the identity, and there's a lot of there's a lot of sentiment about Halo and what it what it means to be an Xbox gamer is often wrapped up in Halo. Um, full disclaimer. I'm not a big Halo fan. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you, Lord? <laughs> um, there's not enough blood in the game. I grew up on Unreal Tournament and Doom. There's not enough gore in Halo. Why can't I? Why can't I rip the Promethean's arms off? You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a cyborg super soldier. Why can't I? Why can't I do these things? I, 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 you um, know, thinking about that, bringing that up, Jazz. Do you think if they made a straight up crazy Halo, like the next Halo was, mm-hmm. it, it, they weren't playing around? It's like, look, this is not for little kids. And it just showed like it had like executions of ripping off like elite's <laughs> hands and stuff. Do you think that would improve the overall brand and make I, more I, people interested? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, my uh, the the common sense is that uh, eighteen rate uh, mature rating is bad because it means less people buy your game because little kids can't buy your game so that's um often the case but i think um the i mean just throwing off topic slightly but the the flood the flood served that purpose right because you could smash the flood a bit and it it felt more impactful than fighting prometheans and just sort of explode in this flame flash i seriously i hope they just remove but um but you know this uh, this whole thing about Halo on PC, I think um, people just need to accept that it's going to happen. Right now, now it's... I want to shout out the chat real quick. After the interruption, I want to shout out the chat. We got a uh, Cal from the, uh, the the tech leader in Last Sun Network, and we have uh, the original NLG. People are saying that hey, Halo's been on PC already with one and two, so this shouldn't be anything new. So continue, Lord Jez, in reference to your feelings on that, the whole PC bit specifically of it probably coming. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, first of all. Halo has been on PC before, um, but um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a vocal minority, mm-hmm. and it honestly is a minority. When when you look at the, the, the wider Xbox Live stats, there are 59 million Xbox Live users, however however way you want to take that. There are, mil- there are tens of millions of Xbox Live users. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say only may- maybe like 10% or less of those are on Twitter, maybe less than 5% are on Twitter. <laughs> um, less less than 5% know about this El Dorito mod. Most mm-hmm. Xbox gamers are out there playing games. They don't care about any stuff. That's just a fact. And like, if that offends anyone, those are the facts. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I, no um, I hear you. That's valid. Continue. Um, so when Microsoft is looking at this issue, they've seen a passionate community of modders bring Halo back to PC. They've seen a passionate amount of people play that mod and love it, streaming that mod. That's free money. Yes. They would be ignoring. It's mm-hmm. a dumb business decision to not bring it to PC. There is no, no downside to bringing mm-hmm. it to PC. Like, the only downside is a few fanboys' emotions. 
<laughs> so, so what? what you, so what you say, uh, Lord Jazz, is that um, like, because the the counter argument to to this is that people say, hey, you know, you're devaluing the console. There's no reason for me to buy an Xbox now. I'll just get a PC. You know, what do you say to that contingent? Microsoft would say, we don't care. It's part of the ecosystem. The Xbox yeah. is x86. It is virtually a PC. It runs on Windows. It's, you know, it's x86 architecture. Uh, the Master Chief Collection is being rebuilt for UWP. Halo 5 is already UWP. That code, presumably, would run across onto PC fairly quickly with a few mm. tweaks. We've already got Halo 5 Forge on PC. Right. Which shows it can run. There's no such thing as a distinction between Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Windows 10 mm-hmm. is just the one ecosystem. Mm. So, like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Microsoft doesn't make any money selling consoles. They make money selling games. Mm. Repeat so, that again. <laughs> they don't make any money selling consoles. They would love it if um, you know they could get people subscribing to Xbox Live on PC, but that's never going to happen because of right. That's just PC has always been an open platform. So mm-hmm. um, Microsoft will be more than happy for people to get a PC and buy Halo on PC. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, and, that's and where UWP. Microsoft wants to be, and that's yeah. where they're going to be. No, I, I totally the UWP aspect. You, in your opinion, because I I kind of think that it's a lot of this is prep for actually the Master Chief Collection to to come on PC probably first, right? Based on like I said, the UWP aspect, and based on the fact that I mean, the full disclosure, I'm in the you know the the program for them you know, to get that thing going. So that's my guess. Do you think that this announcement kind of sets that up for Master Chief Collection to kind of come out again and be redone? They are they are heavily hinting at it, aren't they? I mean, yes. Phil 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 quoted that specific line which said, "We look forward to the future of classic Halo on PC." Yes. Um, that that is basically that is basically them saying, um, "Calm down, mm-hmm. we're not ready to announce it just yet, but mm-hmm. yes, probably Master Chief." Master Chief Collection on the PC. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to mean so much free cash for Xbox. And like, if you're an Xbox fan, you should be celebrating that because it means the business is healthier. It means mm-hmm. Microsoft can reinvest that money into the console, and bring you those games like God of War that everyone's really upset about. Mm-hmm. They can only do that <laughs> if they get money. And Master Chief Collection on PC is a huge wad of free cash. So I don't know why anyone would be mm-hmm. against that. No, hey, let's just, get up. Um, no, I hear, I hear where you're coming from. I, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from. I just want to get a Lord King and Lord South feeling on this whole, you know, controversy. The, the streets, the Twitter streets are upset, you know, when this when Phil made the tweet. So, Lord King, let's get you up first. What, what do you feel about the uh, the whole Halo to PC thing? Well, my thing is, <clears throat> if you're holding off and I'm not going to buy an Xbox One because it's, you know, they're devaluing the system. So, who cares? Don't buy it. Um, <clears throat> go buy a PC. Go spend that two thousand dollars to play Halo, and I'll play Halo with the forty nine fifty and the what is it five hundred dollars for the X system. I'll do that. You let me know how your experience is greater than mine, or how it devalued me, and your value is so crazy. I don't care, to be honest with you. I don't care. Like he said, Microsoft is getting paid for for selling games. Sell all the games you can. So mm-hmm. all the games through all the avenues that you have. Mm-hmm. The avenue is <clears throat> Windows uh, Store on mm-hmm. the PC. I would want them to buy Steam so they can take over Steam <laughs> and 
have that on PC. Y'all trolling. Y'all sound like y'all trying to upset the PC fanboys. No, I don't care about the PC fanboys. PC fanboys are really, you know, this is going to be a controversial statement. Go for it. A lot of them are pirates. All right, a lot of them want free stuff anyway because you feel <laughs> entitled because you pay two thousand dollars, so you think you should get everything for free. So you pirating and modding and doing all this stuff. So no, I don't really care about your opinion because half of the stuff you got is free anyway. I hope they shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, like king. <laughs> the chat is in agreement with you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, chat, for for riding with the king and Stormbreaker says. The hell with what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so what do you feel about this whole Halo to PC and the future of Halo? Microsoft doesn't care where you get their game. So long as you get their game. Like, they don't care. They're happy to sell it to you on Xbox. But it's like Lord just says, like, it's free money to bring it to, to, to PC. You got to remember, I bought Halo 1 and 2 on PC as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. The community around that was nothing compared to what you saw on consoles. The support for those games at that time, that's 2003. I was such a huge, back then we would, Halo was everything, right? So I wanted to consume Halo wherever it came out. Absolutely. And, and the game was prettier. Mm-hmm. It ran, it didn't run as good though. Like I had a fairly powerful PC and it was just, there was just a lot of jankiness with that game. <laughs> that so, the, the overall experience was just better on consoles. Let me ask you this question because I want to shout out Mike uh, M in the chat. He He's he's against it because he's saying he thinks crossplay sucks <laughs> and he thinks it's going to introduce uh, PC hackers who run cheats. So do you think, uh, Sarf, do you think uh, Microsoft should uh, control that, either have like a toggle in, toggle on, kind of like what they had with Gears? Or what do you feel about that aspect of cross-play that maybe some of the console guys are worried that, you know, the PC guys would have a distinct advantage? I mean, that's always a possibility. Obviously, right, you're going to have to look into like, uh, you know, keyboard and mouse support across the board, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and separate servers maybe for, you know, PC and console gaming. That's the sort of stuff. But again, mm-hmm. this, is, this is stuff that's going to be... Mm-hmm important down the line for a lot of games like you talk about fortnite and all that stuff and, uh, mm-hmm. and PUBG with all this platform cross-platform stuff this is stuff that on a on a base level uh, all of these companies are looking into and how to how to maintain and how to manage so this is not it's going to be an issue but it's an issue that they're definitely addressing right so this is not something that they're blind to it's going to be addressed but the fact of the matter is that money supersedes everything it is a good business decision for the life of halo for the stre- for for that it, you got to remember too like okay part of the reason halo is kind of has been on a downward trend and i'm hoping 6 changes that mm-hmm. is that the multiplayer especially for 5 which is amazing has been isolated to the xbox and mm-hmm. you haven't, you don't have that sort of community support. If you had that game on PC as well, right, with that same type of support, same thing for Master Chief Collection. Let's, let's forget about Halo 5, right? Mm-hmm. Master Chief Collection was the one that was supposed to put everybody in their feels. Like, oh my God, they're giving me all my old games, the entire Halo legacy, with the multiplayer that I loved. Mm-hmm. And, and the PC players don't get to engage in that at all. Mm-hmm. It it just doesn't make sense, and I understand mm-hmm. like on a fundamental level the the multiplayer mm-hmm. stuff has been kind of broken, and they're they're working on that, they're fixing that. Now's the perfect time to give it to everybody. Like these mm-hmm. PC players never played Halo Three on PC, never played Halo Four, no ODST, no Reach, no nothing. Like 
Open it up. Open mm-hmm. it up. And you know, um, there's, yeah, there's another there's another angle to this. Okay. Um, uh, this this is a perfect way to start getting PC gamers subscribing to Game Pass and getting Absolutely. used to that. Uh, that that's all. That's all. Like you said, so, like, like Jess like said, they're is. not gonna pay for Xbox Live. So how do you get them to pay for a service you give them? Exactly. Give? Now here's you, the thing, though, Jess. You exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. You mm-hmm. you what what do you do if you want to get a P? The 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 whole business model of mm-hmm. the Xbox platform is on ramping to subscription service. Right. Um, they sell you the console at razor thin margins, and then they upsell you uh, services and software. Yep. Software that's and cool. services have mm-hmm. much better margins, you know, and that's how they make money. And that's why Xbox has better margins than PlayStation because mm-hmm. Xbox is better at monetizing its platform, and right. it has it has uh, you know lower operating costs because they they are. They're industry leaders of cloud, you know. Mm-hmm. So again, <laughs> I, I don't want to upset man. anyone. Them's just a fact. Sovereign but, um, love when you just said that, by the way. You, said like level guys, cloud, you, you just I, made sovereign space. I explode. got, I got twenty-eight likes. I got uh fifty-three. Yes, people please, watching. Lord. If you're driving, we got Lord don't, don't. Don't. Hit that like if, button, please. If you're driving, I want you to pull over and hit the like button. <laughs> Be right? safe and hit the like button. Yeah, pull over. Don't hit the don't, like button. Like and drive. Don't like and drive. I'm not paying your ticket. All right, so I want you to pull over, put your blinkers on, look in both ways, and then hit the like button. Then, you know, take the blinkers off and back on the road. <laughs> Real quick, quick question, Lord Jess, because you, you got my mind racing when you when you make that uh, Master Chief con- Game Pass comment. Do you think Master Chief Collection will launch into the Game Pass service when it does come back? Of course. I mean, I don't want to, you know. I, I, I don't know. That sounds like an exclusive. <laughs> he knows something. He knows something. I don't know anything about what they're planning to do with it. But if I was Microsoft, yes, I would so. release Halo 1 one month, Halo 2 another month, Halo 3 the next month, Halo 4 the next month. <laughs> You know, keep that subscription rolling. Oh, so, so you think they, you think they piecemeal it? You think they piecemeal no, it? No, what, you, what you're hearing him that's is that's his troll at heart. That's the troll at heart. <laughs> yeah. All right? That's I mean, the troll at heart. So. Microsoft Microsoft isn't as evil as me, but that's how I, that's how I do. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Microsoft. <laughs> Throw it all out there in the wild. Make them have to click that button and say, "Yeah, I need Game Pass." Because that you would know what? be interesting. Okay, okay. I, I think it would be interesting that if they if they bring Master Chief Collection out piece by piece. Well, no, that's that's, that's what I do. But that's, that's I, I don't, think that is, do don't listen to him. That's, that's, do that's not listen to done. him. <laughs> don't, that's that's horrible. That's, that's that 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 starts a whole different war. Like then, then you're just giving them ammunition. You really I, want that page to light up. That's what you want. You want to light up. Um, I was talking to I was talking to someone at Xbox earlier about fishing in Sea of Thieves. Now I, I was saying to them, you know what? You could add fishing as a Game Pass subscriber only feature. Instead of instead of instead of pay to win, it's subscribe to win. They replied to me, "You are evil." <laughs> so, let's, you know. get, let's get Lord but, on this because um, I mean, finish, finish, George. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Finish it, then I'll get Lord Addict in. Oh no, I was just I was just saying like that. This is the whole name of the game for Microsoft is on ramping to subscription services. I wouldn't be surprised if Sony came out with something similar to Game Pass soon. 
EA are doing it on PC with Origin Access. Yes. EA Access has been a massive success on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ubisoft are going to get in on this eventually too. There's already mm-hmm. like 50 different Android subscription services for games on Android. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually own one ourselves at Mobile Nations. Uh, nice. Stash. Quick nice, plug man. in. But, um, play low plug, low plug, go for it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I haven't used it myself. But I just know, I just know that we own. <laughs> but like this is what everyone's doing this is what right. the subscription services for games and and uh this is the only way they can get pc is yeah. to make them subscribe but um this is slightly off topic as well and just to finish off this segment I, go for it I'm, I'm not talking way too much but um yeah, for people who are upset about microsoft's first party um mm-hmm. and their their ability to deliver games and stuff like that you have mm-hmm. to imagine that um, in a world where Game Pass is Microsoft's new bed and bread and butter, you subscribe to Game Pass and Xbox Live. They need content to drive people to subscribe, like Netflix has Absolutely. original programming. Absolutely. In, yeah. In a perfect world, Microsoft would have something for every single month of the year to keep mm. those subscriptions rolling. That's where Microsoft, I believe, wants to get to. It's going to yep. take time to get there. Mm-hmm. But I think they will get there. Absolutely. Master so- Chief is going to be the star of it. Peace. I think so. I want to get Lord Addict on this because uh, I know the Halo thing's a little controversial. He was getting some flack back in the day. So I'm curious, like, how's your feeling once this kind of this news kind of broke, Lord Addict? Like, where's your head at as far as this whole thing? Uh-oh. Lord Sleep? Lord Sleep has returned? <laughs> well, we'll get him back later. <laughs> he said, and Stormbreaker jumps in, and he's going to take his caption. Um, I feel that, uh, you know, uh, Game Pass should have all the games coming straight to them. Look, look an attic answer. As long as it's Dark Souls. We'll get Lord Sleep. Lord Sleep will return. Don't worry about stuff to wait for a second. <laughs> but no, I do agree with uh, Lord Jazz in reference to Lord Sleep will return. No, I do think I, I, I agree with Lord Jazz in reference. I think Lord this is a, a good setup. Like, like the end credits of a Marvel yes, movie. Yes, that, that was the best part right there. You will see Lord Sleep in the next movie. <laughs> no, but on jokes aside, I do think that um, long term, I mean, this is a good thing. I do, I will say this though, if you know, coming to PC and everything, I have to say this, Lord Jesus, I know it's going to look controversial, going to upset some. They've got to fix the Microsoft Store though. Like, that that's my only thing. Like, if they really <laughs> want to make this thing viable, man, because I think right now it's, and again, I don't want to disrespect anybody, the teams that's working on it, I don't know what, but it, it's just not in a good state. What do you feel about that, Lord, just before we move on, as far as, you know, if it if it comes and when it comes? I know, completely what... agree. You know, I've written multiple articles about how terrible the Windows Store is, and, and um, I want to believe that it was due to structural, structural problems at Microsoft. Um, previously, Bill's boss was Terry Myerson, uh, leader of the Windows and Devices group. That device is, that, that group at Microsoft has now been split up. Okay. So now Panos Panay, who created Surface, he runs his own devices division now. There's a cloud division, and there's a gaming division, all at the leadership table. So there's no there's no Terry Myerson telling them what to do now. And I heard that the Windows Store for gaming was run by the Windows team, not the Xbox team. And that was actually a point of contention. That's what I heard. So now with Terry Myerson out of the picture and with Windows as an entity divided up, into sec into segments at Microsoft because it used to, Windows used to be at the top. That's right. It's not it's not Abs- absolutely. It's, it's it's services that are at the top: gaming, cloud, 
-hmm. and um, you know, Surface is sort of off to the side. But the whole point of Surface, like Xbox, mm -hmm. is to try and get people to subscribe to OneDrive, Office, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So um, hopefully, now that Phil is actually the true leader of. Mm. Lot of things we love when you say stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, a big Phil's man. It's a big, it's a big hope, you know. It's a mm. big if, but um, I know that Xbox isn't happy with the, the way the story is, mm -hmm. and I want to believe that they'll fix it. But again, like everything, it's going to take time. You know, absolutely. Windows Joe, has its own robot. Got this. <laughs> I believe in Phil. I believe in Phil. Hey, oh man, you I really you like dead. you. Just I really like you. BFFs right now. Just, you just made BFFs with Lord King. He, I, I he, really that, like you right now. I really like you. I really he like considered you. Lord Phil Xbox only <laughs> begotten son. Wait. I'm really glad that you're saying you like me when you hold that big hammer. Oh, you saw a million of us pop up, right? Hey, he's in the back. Um, you, you know, the, yeah. the fact that he's, the, the words that he used, it wasn't. And, and, it's, it's very hard to, to get that across to people, but these are the words that people use when it comes to Phil. I believe. You know, it's not what he's done. He's proven. His track record is proven. He's, he's elevated certain aspects of it. He's changed the mentality when it came uh, to the narration of the story that was being written. As he gains more control... He's not becoming a tyrant with the with the power. Actually, he's reached across the uh, the party lines. He's congratulated uh, them when they make wins. Uh, it's about gaming with him, and that comes across as a genuine. Uh, this guy is real genuine. If you meet him in person, yeah, he's like really about it. Yeah. The thing about the thing about Phil and Microsoft is like they're not in a console war. They're not in the console business. They are a company that likes to build platforms, and it's part of Microsoft's mission statement. Um, and Satya Nadella said it in an interview recently. You don't join Microsoft to do awesome things. You join Microsoft to help other people do awesome things. Mm, and nice. what the way Xbox approaches, the way Phil approaches Xbox, at least mm -hmm. this is what the impression I get as part of the wider Microsoft ethos mm -hmm. is that they want to create a platform that all developers love to make games for. Mm -hmm. So um, when Phil's reaching across party lines and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that and trying to trying to you know win good favor and and stuff like that, he's trying to build a platform that can be the biggest platform. And also provide the biggest legacy platform. That's one of the reasons they're going deep, diving deep into backwards compatibility because they can say mm -hmm. to devs, you know, bring your old games with mm -hmm. too. You know, we we are the platform, and and the next and AAA devs mm -hmm. they want they're not thinking about they're not just well of course they're thinking about gamers today, right. but they they're not just thinking about today's millions of gamers. They're thinking about the millions and millions of future gamers too. Mm -hmm. And that's the dilemma Xbox is really looking at. Is like, because mm -hmm. um, when Amazon gets involved in this whole console war thing, mm -hmm. yeah, this well, when Amazon gets involved in gaming and cloud gaming really takes off, this whole console war thing is going to seem like ridiculously petty mm. yep, because huge disruption is coming to this industry. Really? Well, we'll think of it like this. You know, when um. When the when internet speeds got fast enough, 
Netflix came along and disrupted the whole industry mm-hmm. with yep. a with a service for streaming movies. Internet speeds aren't good enough for streaming games right now, but they will be one day. And that's why Microsoft is putting data centers in every damn country in the world, yep. whereas Sony is spending their money making uh, games for today's gamers, which is awesome. Right. But the thing is, Microsoft is looking to the future for more the and more, and, and a lot of people... Don't maybe don't like that because they they want here and now. Yeah, because a lot of response... impatience. Yeah. A lot a lot of it is. Let's be honest. You know, because of you know, I want to defend those guys for a little bit. You know, because of Microsoft's lack of first party this generation sure. and the fact that you know, let's be honest, Sony has these tremendous experience in the games like God of War. You know, it's oh, yeah. only right that Xbox fans will look at their platform and say, "Hey, why can't we get?" You know these titles, but to your point, Lord Judge, which I do agree with you, is that what the, what you're painting this picture is that they're setting up for the long game, right? They're setting oh, yeah. up data centers and, and things of that nature. So continue on with what you were saying. Uh, I think I think like you can argue that if Microsoft, if Xbox had had um, less, well, if Microsoft in general had like less disruptive organizational stuff like they've restructured across the whole company Terry Myerson gone out and stuff like that if you could argue that the mismanagement of Microsoft as an organization contributed to this lack of first party games right now in a perfect in a perfect world we'd have Microsoft preparing for the future great but we'd also have those first party games now exactly what we'd have in a perfect world but for whatever reason that hasn't happened. Tyler Madison, Tyler Madison, Don Matra. Yeah, exactly. I'm sick. I'm sorry. I have heard some. I have heard some horror stories about Don Matra. Man, I heard. I bet you have. Oh, can we yeah. hear stories about the Don? Wait, I, I love. The, I would love to hear one. Can I get one? Well, I was told by someone that Don Matrick didn't believe in indie games, for example. Wow. Um, he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't want. He didn't want to bother with having an indie platform and stuff like that because wow. he felt like it was, um, you know, it would devalue store or whatever. I can't remember the specific. But, mm. you know, just stuff like that. You know, the guy. Wow. Um, he didn't get it. He didn't get gamers. He was a pure businessman. Whereas of Phil, a little bit of both. You know, right. Businessman of course, he didn't get gamers right. when so he my... says stupid stuff like, "Oh, we got a system for you. It's called a get 360. the 360." Oh my yeah. God! What a Oh, one of the worst statements you could probably see. <laughs> that, yeah. The horror of 20, what was it, 2013? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I mean, yeah. so you had that in conjunction. You had, the, the, you know, the Don's vision in conjunction yeah. with Terry Myerson, who, let's be honest, at that time, you know, Xbox didn't have a seat really at the table. Like, he, he no, didn't, didn't. they didn't really believe in it, you know? And this kind of transitions actually to my next topic, which is, you know, the financials and, what, and what's going on now. Because obviously we do know you know, that the revenue kind of came out and, you know, Microsoft wasn't, it wasn't as doom and gloom as everybody thought the, uh, the Xbox division was. It brought in about, you know, shout out to Lord Rand. He had a great video on this, by the way. Um, you know, yeah. Like they brought in 2.25 billion in the quarter, you know, it was up 18%, you know what I mean? So, um, and surprisingly, first of all, we got to give credit to Satya, right. For putting Phil in that position, you know, and as far as seeing like the game services and, and things like that, you know, kind of really thrive when technically, in gamers' eyes, 2017 may not have been the greatest game, year, you know, first-party game year for Xbox One. But as far as profit for the division, it showed that wow, they're really making money. So I guess the question I want to bring to the roundtable and back back to the lords and jazz is that um, you know, now that you, we're hearing these numbers, you know, we're hearing this, you know, 
it, X, Xbox is being profitable. It's not the doom and gloom thing that the fanboys have kind of put out there. Thank you so much. You know, what so do you much. feel? I know, Lord King, you've been fighting that fight for a long time. No, no, no. I'm call. looking at the chat and I'm looking at the donation. Oh, um, thank and you. I like to say thank you so much. We Absolutely. Do thank you, Spoonman. Absolutely. Much, you know, much appreciated, Lord Spoonman. So, yeah, so now that we've, we've got this information, you know, Lord Jez, like, does this go against the, um, the whole notion, the rhetoric, the narrative that it's kind of doom and gloom for Microsoft? And also, how does this translate for investment for the future for those titles that the Xbox One base wants, those first party titles? You know, it's, it's always hard to predict the future, but, you know, uh, basically Microsoft is in a really, really good position to build for the future. And they are looking at the disruption I mentioned. Like Google hired Phil Harrison. Yep. They got Tencent buying up everyone in China, and um, and then you got Amazon, who have a you know sizable cloud, the only cloud platform that competes with Microsoft. Amazon could easily just you know say, oh by the way, now on Twitch Prime, you also get all these games. Yep. Boom. That'd be disruptive like hell, you know. And especially if they stream to your phones, mm -hmm. imagine that. It'd be massive disruption. Absolutely. Sony isn't prepared for that, you know. Mm -hmm. And if I was a play <laughs> if I was a PlayStation gamer, I would be concerned. Horrified. Um, be horrified. Yeah, I would be I, you know, I um but at the same time, games are really important. And mm -hmm. they are even more important in a world where you have a subscription service because you need that content. You need those Netflix Absolutely. originals. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have you special. do the um the beginning of uh like the Game Pass in the world with Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you mean with the voice, the little narrative voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there, every time he like he says that, he makes me think about that guy, and I'm like, oh, I miss his uh his trailers. His trailers was so fantastic. <laughs> but, <laughs> Continue. But I see. Um, like I knew Game Pass was such a great value, uh, even before they said that the first party games would be, ex you know, come out, uh, launch exclusively, uh, through Game Pass and stuff like that. I knew it was a great value when they told you there's a hundred games for ten dollars. I'm like, if I'm a parent, right, and I'm a parent, uh, and I buy a system for my kid, and I say, well, he can get two games a year, mm -hmm. or I can buy this Game Pass thing that will supplement, you know, the hundred and twenty dollars less is, you know. For I want to say something real quick before D says anything. I was oh, not asleep. I was gone. Yeah, with Lord Sleep yeah, returns. No, I was not asleep. <laughs> I had I had family issues. I had to take. Okay, I got so you. So before text. I even say anything, D, no, I was not asleep. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, listen, and then he goes back to sleep. Listen, and then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> no, dude, no, it's, no, 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 it's okay, man. Take care of what you got to take care of. We'll be here. Just let us know when you come back. Uh, don't worry. Wake up. Um, <laughs> so, we, we here. We here. We, listen, man. Game Pass is, is like a huge value. So, that $2.5 billion, mm -hmm. it, it didn't surprise me. Now, I mean, really, the billion part did. <laughs> no, billion. <laughs> I, I'm not going to front. The billion That's part like, did. Yeah. Because I looked over, like, he said, what? <laughs> what was the number? He, did he just say? Did he just say billion? Did he say the I billion? Think, oh, I hear, it's I a think billion it's with a B. Yeah, like, yeah. billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, like ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that that's happening mm -hmm. contradicts a lot of like he just said. The, you know, the fanboy stuff. Like they're not in a a, a, a fanboy mm -hmm. console war. 
and Lord Sovereign has been predicting this. Sasha Damas has been controlling this whole thing from the background, like with his little, I don't know if he has a little Ouija board or he has a, <laughs> a, 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 a little a spiritual globe or something. But this man like has consistently been predicting week by week yeah. The, why don't you just get to the stock the market, bro? With the cloud services, yeah, he he. Yeah, been mm-hmm. he's been on it, and Microsoft has been pushing in that area, and it's gonna bear fruit because it's bearing fruit now. Financially, mm-hmm. they're in a position that when it does launch, when games do launch, and the services do take off to more, when it starts to release parity that everybody who has an Xbox has a Game Pass, that's when you're gonna see an explosion. That's when it actually happens because you probably what have probably ten to fifteen percent of the people who have an Xbox have Game Pass now. So mm-hmm. when it gets a little bit more, you're gonna see the explosion then, and then you're gonna see all those first party games because the revenue is there to fund it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, there's no that, doubt. There's all sorts of things I could do with Game Pass. You know, I mean, especially like uh, you know, soon we're gonna have five G. Uh, mobile oh, data and when mm-hmm. when the when you've got 5g all over the go- globe i mean 4g is still not rolling finished rolling out but it's this stuff is going to take years but microsoft is in a position to capitalize this on in a way that some other companies aren't mm-hmm. you know and um that's why like you get wall street analysts they, they talk about which company is going to be the first to a trillion dollar value mm-hmm. and they're saying Microsoft now. No one would have ever said Microsoft five years ago. Right. But they have they've done so well in cloud and competing with Amazon in that space and uh, corporate services and stuff like that. It could it could very well be Microsoft, not Amazon or Apple to to a trillion dollars first. Not even Apple has a cloud. You don't have to win first place in every area for a competition. You just gotta you gotta compete well enough in every direction for that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, no, like, absolutely. Microsoft is in a really Xbox is in a good position to mm-hmm. play the long game, but that yeah. that's, that might suck if you're a fan now and you want right. those play games. But I got good um, games now, though. They acting like <laughs> I really exactly. don't like the narrative. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing there. That's not even but remotely you know, you know close to true. I, mean, I want to get Sovereign next. We got to get the Sasha Diamonds in next because he predicted all this. But um, <laughs> I want I what what's kind of interesting when the financials came out is how much third party played a factor into that because a lot of people give criticism to Microsoft in reference to you know you guys don't you know don't have a lot of you know good original first party t- content when you look at games like Fortnite and all these things like that's kind of like the strength it caused so much you know surge and and spending on on both the consoles and to see yeah. you know those type of things kind of contribute to the financial numbers and, and stuff like that i thought that was pretty interesting you know and being that xbox one x let's be honest it's kind of the best place to play you know third party you know, pl- uh, titles. So I think that kind of helps and goes hand in hand. So I want to get, I want to get Desatradamus in on this because he's he's predicted the future. He's been telling us <laughs> all of this, and we weren't listening. <laughs> so Lord Saw, how do you feel about all this information coming out with the Xbox financials and so on? It, it goes back to something that that, that Matt Piscatella said. Look at the calm voice. Look at look at the arrogance. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the smooth he came in, y'all. <laughs> it's it's engagement. Engagement Woo! and Microsoft care only cares about you engaging with their ecosystem. They don't give a damn how you do it. 
Mm-hmm. They just want you there some way, shape, or form. Mm. And they're continuing to create platforms and ways for you to engage with them on on on, on in terms of the platform, different platforms, in terms of price point, which is big for a lot of people. Like when you create multiple way price points for the same product and you tell people, okay, you decide how you want to do this, mm-hmm. that's attractive to people. That's mm-hmm. attractive to people when they have a choice as to how they can consume a product, right? Um, a lot of these numbers, obviously, when you, when you talk about the, the, the service engagement, a lot of that is due to people being excited over Sea of Thieves. You're going to see people who didn't have Game Pass before got Game Pass for at the very least a month, if not for more, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you can only see this stuff improving now with State of Decay coming out. Mm. Um, towards towards the middle and end oh, of May. Like, awesome. it, it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. And this again, this is what they want to see. So yeah, the the fact that the third the 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 game pass stuff and and the services stuff is only con- gonna continue to improve just because you got more eyes on these products now. People, the willingness of, for people to spend ten dollars and see what it's all about is there. So and, and once you spend the ten, if you have one game one game on that service that you say you know what i'm willing to keep paying that 10 to stay here mm-hmm. and then it just exposes you to everything else is there you're going to find something else you want to play it's a matter of just keep continuing to create ways for people to see different things on your platform and continue wanting to be engaged with it and they, they just they're they're they've created they're at a point now like just says where they're in a position to continue to expand upon that in a way that sony isn't and sony again maybe they're not showing their hand but it feels almost irresponsible the way they're approaching it i understand that you're speaking speaking to those guys who love the first the single player like narrative based action based experiences i love those experiences but (laughs) You, I like when you're not talking about the other stuff that's obvious that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. It's a little scary for the future of PlayStation as a as as a living platform, right? right. Not as a singular platform right. that just four, five, six, and mm-hmm. and and the same goes for Nintendo. Nintendo, with the, you know, with the portability of the system, seems like they have an idea that you know what, I want you here all the time and I'm going to try to figure out a way to have you here all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't know you know, how that translates moving forward. We're going to find out more about their online stuff soon and whatnot. It's going to be on a Microsoft cloud. Yeah. You know what, that'd be the smartest thing to do, right? <laughs> it would be the absolute smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it, it shows mm-hmm. that they know what they're doing. Right. They're not going to please everybody off, right. off the jump. They're going to piss some people off. But it's the growing pains to doing something like that. It goes back to fundamentals of philosophies in each company. Mm. The fundamentals for philosophies in each company allows you to understand where their priorities lie. Mm -hmm. Their priorities lies in multiple engagements at one time. Mm. If we can get four... Right. Matt, Matt Piscatella, shout out to Lord Piscatella. He said that exact word when we talked about Games Pass launching and everybody was concerned, is it Microsoft going to lose money? You know, no. they're giving away their first parties. And the key word he said is what you just said, Lord King, was engagement. Continue. Engagement. Like mm-hmm. you look at uh, State of Decay 2 is coming, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it has a single player component that you can play mm-hmm. by yourself, right? But the whole thought of it is to be played with your squad. Your, your mm-hmm. team of four. So now you have four people engaging in this online game 
at mm-hmm. one time because you look for your squad. We actually look to fill up a team in PUBG before we go out. Yeah, we could play by itself, but we would like, you know, to have our squad. And mm-hmm. then the chat factor that we're all engaged. Sometimes we have multiple teams in chat. This is all engagement. This mm-hmm. is all people mm-hmm. interacting with each other on one platform. So Good if you like 12 people inside a chat, remember they open up the chat for more people to be engaged in the chat right even if you're driving in your car like a shout out to j bone uh bone slave he's in his car working while on chat with us he's engaging right oh yeah with the xbox with the xbox app yeah yeah, that's right right, the party chat system correct so the philosophies of each company is showing true now like Mm. Sony does such a great job with the single player. Come here, let me engage. Let me talk to you. Like they want to whisper to you. Let me talk to you. Let me mm-hmm. holler at you for a second. And Microsoft is more of a they're speaking to the crowd. Sometimes they may miss a couple of people. Mm-hmm. They will miss that one-on-one where Sony will get that one-on-one. Microsoft is trying to engage everybody at all at one time. Now it's great if you have both platforms right. and it works out for you. Mm-hmm. While Nintendo, like Lord Sovereign says, is trying to keep that system on you mm-hmm. and you playing with it wherever. You're in the bathroom, you're playing. You're, mm-hmm. you're waiting in line at the uh, the, the bank, mm-hmm. you're playing. You're mm-hmm. So engagement is key with Absolutely. all the companies, but how they look at it mm-hmm. is that's the, the the fundamental DNA of each company. And, and it's, it's beautiful to see. Absolutely. And I got to agree with you because you have a hammer and you're saying it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Lord Jez, I just want to bring this one last point before we move on to you in reference to that. Now, we, we all agree engagement. We all agree, agree the long term plan for Microsoft seems like it may bear, bear fruit. My question to you is, though, what about the here and now fan? The fan that says, yeah, that's nice, but y'all ain't got no single player game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice, but God of War is out here, and there ain't no God of War on Xbox, you know. Right. And I'm tired of waiting because this is this is what we hear, Lord. Just like we we hear, like Microsoft, what are they doing? And 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 the consensus is, if they don't have anything by E3, oh man, I'm getting rid of this thing, man. Like, what do you say to those people who may be losing faith, who are on the cusp? I would honestly tell them to just buy a PlayStation. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you want, if you want what PlayStation has. Buy a PlayStation because it's impossible to just magic up a God of War. And yeah, maybe Microsoft screwed up and they should have had something ready, mm-hmm. high quality games ready. And it would have been Scalebound, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. but like they screwed up, you know, yeah. games got cancelled, Phantom Dust got cancelled, Fable Legends got cancelled. You know, we don't need to go through all that. Lots of games yeah. got cancelled, and they screwed up. You know, <laughs> exactly. they, they made they made the wrong bets on mm-hmm. on certain second parties, and and things went wrong. Um, you could say, yeah, Microsoft screwed up. They're going to work to fix it. They're hiring top tier talent to do that. Um, and uh, they've had the reorganization stuff like that. But it's going to take time. So if you want the here and now, you want the best games, best single player games here and now. Your your main choice is to buy a PlayStation mm-hmm. or Play one of those 500 games in your backlog, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. because I, I, when people say this to me, like on Twitter, mm-hmm. Xbox has no games. I just blocked them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, how do you have time to play all these games? 
you know, yeah, tell such an asinine argument because <laughs> my backlog has hundreds of games in it. Yes, they're not first party games, right? But who cares? Exactly. So you your know? backlog disagrees. Yeah, it's like, how do you have time to play all these games? You know, and it's just like. You know, you say where where are these first party games? And you click on their profile, and they they've got like a PSN listed, but no Xbox Live. <laughs> it's like Sony fans often, Sony fanboys often seem more concerned about Xbox than Xbox fans. Mm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Honestly, that's, just buy a PlayStation. You know, I mean, you, it's, if you want a single player game, I've said this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like. At the end of the day, let's say that tomorrow, like you know, you, you have all these. These fans, I'm not going to go Andy. into really specifics, but <laughs> you, 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 you go into Sorry, I was just talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> people are really like, you see people like, oh, they they want the uh, they want all of this. They're like, oh, I just want the brand to be better. I just want, I'm like, no, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there are some people that claim that they want the brand to be better, but let's mm-hmm. say that if they Microsoft came out at E3 and they dropped nothing but great news, mm-hmm. showed a bunch of people initiatives that they're doing stuff, the same people saying they want the brand to be better going to be the same people. They're going to be slow-key disappointed. Like, well, man, what am I going to talk about on Twitter for the next six months? <laughs> man. I, I like, saying, they low-key want the brand to do bad because that's how they're building their brand. Right, because a lot of people look at this as a competitive, you know, space, and and that's fine. I mean, that competition definitely makes it better for us as the gamer. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's like the poll we had maybe two hour ILP polls ago, and it was just like if a brand is disappointing you that much, again, it's okay to demand better. No one's saying not to, and we didn't want to, you know, not go against that. But it comes to a point that if you keep getting consistently disappointed, and said company is not doing what you needed to do then you go get a playstation <laughs> you know or go get the other you know it's like i said it's it okay yeah to mention that that system like you know if you want to go out great go out you know make a whole two-hour podcast saying that this is a disappointing i don't like this mm-hmm. but what i see that it's a problem on you and not them mm-hmm. is when you do the next week or the next day it's like <laughs> if you if okay if you have an expectation of wanting this brand to be better, right. but you don't give them the enough time to make this band Brett like mm. figure a makes a video last week saying, I don't like the fact that there's no first party titles. Then mm. figure a makes the same podcast again a week later saying, I don't like that. They don't make, there's literally no way you can make from point a of making last week to point mm. a making this week of controlling mm. anything like that. There's no way. Shout out to so Lord you, Demarcus Doss. He says we're the Damage Control Podcast. Shout I mean, out to it, I mean, it's whatever, man. It's, Shout it's out to Lord Demarcus, baby, it, it, coming at us. Yeah, and, the, Demarcus. All I can say is, isn't that Damage Control when we say go buy both? <laughs> that is true. And then no, see, but here's the thing: it's like I don't understand where these people like. You can't give you don't give them realistic values on when they can fix this. You can't make a podcast once a week claiming that you want this brand to fix, but you can't fix stuff in a week. Like if you made a if you made a video like three years ago, like you know, I'm not happy with what they are, and then you make a video in enough time where I feel like they could relatively answer your your concerns, that's different. But people literally keep making the same video every day. And I'm like, dude, like I don't get I don't get how you realistically in a realistic 
expectation expect it to be fixed that. you know what happens it's, it's not that it's just that it's, it's always a reaction to what happens on the other side right like make a video and oh, then no, it's clearly for clicks but at the right. end of the day say i'm doing this for like they literally be fooling themselves that they're doing this for a brand when they're doing it for their their own concern <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure because I mean, again, if you make a video, right? And there's, mm -hmm. let's say, there's nothing out on the Sony side, right? Then mm -hmm. two weeks later, God of War comes out. You're gonna say it again, right? Mm -hmm. Oh damn, we don't have this. And then if Detroit comes out and it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a top tier game, right? Mm -hmm. They're gonna say it again. When Spider Man comes out, same thing's gonna happen. Like the, mm -hmm. the same argument's gonna be there. Like that. It's like you said, it's for clicks because you know there's gonna be there's gonna be a polarizing conversation around it. It's just gonna happen, like, you know. And, and, the, and the funny part is, is people be acting like, I will say that, you know, Microsoft's had plenty of stuff. And I will say the only thing that's really, mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, I think people wanna see more of Game of the Year contenders and not just games in general. Facts, absolutely. And people want and that, that level, that quality, that level of standards. I will I say, know. as of right now, there's only been a couple games that Microsoft's generated that could <laughs> even be a Game of the Year contender. As much as I don't really particularly care for Sunset Overdrive, mm -hmm. that was a Game of the Year contender. Mm -hmm. well, I, don't, I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I might not go there, but no. When I, I say you. a Game of the Year contender, I'm saying a game that could potentially be Game of the Year depending on what came out that year. Okay, relatively. Like a game that has quality that could potentially be game of the year contender, mm -hmm. but it's not its fault. It, it would compete with something like GTA Five, God of War, no, I understand. like I understand. something that is quality but could be game of the year right. in some form of way, but it couldn't because of games that came out that year. It's, it's competition. Right. No, I understand. And all, all I want, we'll move on because we went on the topic a little too long. Uh, you know, only thing I want is just for them for games like Sunset Overdrive, games like Rise, if they have control of the IP, which some cases they do, some cases they don't. I just would like them to, like we, you know, we talked before, you know, invest in the sequel because some things that I like that Sony does is that they don't kind of, I don't want to say give up on the first attempt when necessarily it wasn't the most financial because the, Microsoft has control of a lot of properties that deserve sequels in my opinion. So I would, I would like to see that, you know, but that's just me. But anyway. I actually, um, yeah, just, just, to, just to, just to add to your point, I actually think this is the, the biggest area of Microsoft's failing. Yes. That's literally when the, they, um, the only thank you for saying they, they make these games, mm -hmm. they market them mm -hmm. on them break. They push all this marketing. They they give the game a cliffhanger ending. Mm -hmm. they, they make this, all this merchandise, all these you know, all this narrative stuff surrounding the game. No sequel. Thank we're you. Never. We're probably honestly, we'll probably never get a sequel. And, and if you look, and at, it breaks my heart. And and the thing is that those are the instances where Microsoft pisses me off the most because it's like they 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 drill into us, get invested in our IP, get invested in our IP, mm -hmm. and then they don't do anything with it. And they've done this repeatedly. Yes, they've it, done it, it repeatedly. It's almost as um, if the home run is not hit with the first attempt. They just fall back on it, and it's just you know, and that's the part. Like we know what Forza, Gears, and Halo do. We understand that, but it's just one of those things where we just hope. You know that sometimes you know there's games that have a great foundation. Like Rise has a great foundation. Quantum Break has yeah. a great foundation. So you know, I yeah. say Quantum Break has a okay. Great foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep going at my game? Why do you keep pushing up the sunset overdrive? <laughs> Look, man, if you want to get technical, I didn't even push that game up. Okay, I yeah, but you just yo. I mean, I think it's the last. Look, two if podcasts, I wanted to watch, you've been if running I wanted around with this if sunset I wanted to watch overdrive, a game, I'd go watch Netflix. Playing it or something? Did you just play it? in Game Pass or something. I don't know what's going on with you in the Sunset Overdrive, love. 
Oh, I mean, you're gonna sit there, you're gonna sit here and come at me, but you didn't even pass the first boss of God of War and completely <laughs> well, actually, come at me with that. Actually, that, that to be honest with you, actually, yeah. to be honest with you, like Jess says, my backlog is incredible. Um, <laughs> oh, so now and, you just completely diverted and, what I just said. Got no, it. I mean, listen, listen. <laughs> at the pace that you play games and the pace that I play games, it's totally different. Yeah, and I play games. You talk. You, you, <laughs> oh my you god! Sit there, Love you, fest you, is you sit there and you play games, but do you really play games? Like, I never see the controller. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, know, I don't man. know if that's I really. I don't know. You. I got received. I mean, I you sat there watching you unpack. Did you beat? And I, did, I was did not impressed. Did you beat? I was. I was not impressed. I was not impressed. I saw you live, and the live attic wasn't impressive. Did you be Bloodborne? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I need it was kind of. Did you be Cuphead? I need receipts. No, oh, I never beat Cuphead. He got his Yo, resume you know, out. He got his resume you know, out. You know the actual thing is, I never beat Cuphead, but I purchased it. I support it. <laughs> I sat there. I'm not the hard game player. Okay, so now are we talking about nobody you listen? <laughs> you're talking about playing. Now you're talking about support. I feel what like are you talking, talking about? Like, like, do you play PUBG? I, I haven't. I haven't seen you play uh, PUBG. Have you got a chicken dinner? Yes. Where's you your dinner's at? Yeah, your plate is kind of hung. You looking hungry here? I mean, I'm hungry over here. Honestly, your belly looking kind of starving right now. Like you, your ribs is touching. Look, I'm trying to be told not that. Where's the last chicken dinner? Give me a date. Oh my god, I'm trying to be told not. Give me the chicken dinner date. And on that note, we'll be moving on. Man, that was the last time. We, dude, I can't tell you the last time me and King had a. I know. Like, <laughs> Saul, we got to move this thing on, man. We're dragging. We're dragging. Lord Saul, Quantic Dream, what is going on? All right. So this is going to be a two-parter. We're going to talk about the drama first, then the mm -hmm. game. Yes. Um, so back in January, if you guys remember, um, so Quantic, there were some articles that came out in French media outlets. Um, mm -hmm. Basically accusing Quantic Dream of some really toxic workplace behavior, mm. um, racist, you know, racist stuff, sexist stuff um, that David Cage like vehemently denied, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it it sort of stayed there after afterwards. Like he came out and said, "No, this is not true. We're going to defend ourselves, um, we, you know, with the full might of the law." But it kind of went silent. And now, on uh, about four months later, it comes to pass that they have actually sued these publications, which is a first, first um, ever, ever, like in, in in the video game space where a developer <laughs> has turned around and sued a so media publication for <laughs> exactly for um basically what they believe to be libelous. I don't think oh this works for Le Monde. <laughs> <laughs> Good but, so the, the funny and interesting thing about this is my perspective on it is this. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're they're suing a publication for uh, basically for opinions, a and mm -hmm. but opinions based on. Mm -hmm accounts from people who've worked there um is something it, it, it's kind of nuts because mm -hmm. this sort of stuff comes down to he said she said right right mm -hmm. um 
when they're when the publication is saying, yeah, we're being put through all this litigation, but we're sticking by our guns, meaning our sources are correct. Mm-hmm. We 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 did everything we needed to do from the you know the literary side to make sure we're getting both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. We and three different publications went you know published this stuff, so it's not like nobody looked at this stuff and said no we shouldn't be doing this like there's some when we're approaching this from the wrong angle right. uh you know we we have to make sure that everybody's well represented here so that it doesn't come back to bite us in the, in, in in the rear mm-hmm. and the fact that nobody said that it just feels like okay what is david cage trying to prove now right is he, is this a bullying thing and, and another interesting mm-hmm. thing about it is that he waited he in, he made these statements when it first happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then they went silent. And now four months later is when they come out and say we're suing them. Mm-hmm. That gives you to me, if you're if you're saying vehemently, I did not do this, none of this is going on at my company, right. then you immediately sue them. Right. You don't wait. It almost feels like he said, Okay, let me let me let me get everybody into into the boardroom, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about, <laughs> about these things. Mm-hmm. And figure out how to fix this stuff and then come at them when we've wiped everything squeaky clean um, mm-hmm. and everybody's mm-hmm. on board that they're not that, you know, they're not going to this stuff is behind us. They're not going to talk. Exactly. It just feels. Well, doesn't, feels isn't that how you're supposed to do it? <laughs> aren't you supposed to? No, aren't you it, supposed to hide the bodies before you call the cops? No, no, no absolutely. A- absolutely. Like, but when you're doing something as unprecedented as trying to take, mm-hmm. you're trying to take a media publication mm-hmm. to court for, for libelous, i.e., you're lying, which mm-hmm. is not the case, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then that's a problem. Mm. Then that's a problem because if 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 anything that I he let, let's say started in January. Mm-hmm. Oh, the problem is there before <laughs> Be The problem is yeah, that like, anybody. Let's say, let's say my my theory is correct, and he spoke to some people and made sure that people, every everybody was on board with the right. company message, right? And, and let's say somebody really wasn't on board with that, and, and something mm-hmm. comes out. The ramifications mm-hmm. for his company. It could be potentially devastating, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they do this right before the game just went gold, right? Yes. And they posted this huge picture with everybody happy, like, yeah, the game's gold. <laughs> We're one big happy family. Uh, obviously, you want you don't want the game to be in a negative light as it's getting ready to come out, right? You don't mm-hmm. want the company to be in a negative light. So I just want to know what you guys feel about this particular situation. And then we'll talk about what Let I feel about the, the game. Right, we're to go last. Go we gotta get Lord Jez in because we're going long. Lord Jez, what do you know about what's going on with this whole quantic quantic dream thing, and and what's your opinion on it? Nope. <laughs> He's like, I'm <laughs> staying away from this. I don't know. I don't really follow like that sort of like I don't I don't follow PlayStation news. Just no, and that's I fine. I don't know. That's fine. What, just but, um, the, go ahead. I'm I, sorry. Continue. I played Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got to add. That's all you got there. That I just want to ask you one quick question. I know that you're not familiar with everything, and I know you, you know you have to be careful here, and I don't want to get you in trouble. All, all I'm saying, all I want to ask is just from the standpoint of a developer suing a media outlet or media outlets. What just what's your feeling <clears throat> on that in general? Well, I know that France has different media laws to some other countries. I don't really know the details about what it is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the act of suing them mm-hmm. is probably enough. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're basically, they're making a statement to say, these things aren't true, and right. um, we're willing to fight it 
fight about it in court. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, if it's mm-hmm. if it's sl- if it's slander, and if mm-hmm. it, if it really wasn't true, mm-hmm. then um, the court will decide. It could be a really bad move because mm-hmm. you never know. Thing things might come out in court that Quantic Dream would would be a Quantic nightmare. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, one yeah. thing that was mentioned that, that could potentially be troublesome for the like uh, for the 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 outlets is that they're they're probably going to have to prove that that the way they acquired their sources right mm-hmm. and that the way that they approached they didn't approach it from a, a position of bias that mm-hmm. they were willing meaning that they reached out to Quantic Dream for for um, comment before any of this stuff came out mm-hmm. um, so they're going to have to prove all of that so within that their sources are probably ha- going to have to come out and there therein lies the whole issue with you know journalistic integrity and 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 how you handle things like that right mm-hmm. and how much of that has to come out it's funny because mm-hmm. just the other day i was watching the news um david copperfield had to give up one of his tricks in court because <laughs> one, yeah yeah because a guy a guy got injured at, oh, a guy know, he, didn't get injured he didn't voluntarily like you know mm-hmm say that he wanted to be part of the trick they they chose him out of the crowd and he fell or something like that he sued him for like he 30 million to dollars. a side room yeah and he came back and was like oh i hurt my foot and they was like are you okay okay and he was like yeah yeah i'm fine and then <laughs> after mean, said, he went said, home you'd have brain damage like i don't <laughs> even have to mention the brain <laughs> yeah after after he went home and talked to somebody he was like what are you crazy you didn't sue like this today's uh thing is suing mm-hmm. um that's neither here nor there let me t- let me tell you what this whole thing is, okay? Yeah, okay. Um, first of all, it's a civil case, okay? It's not a criminal case. So in a civil case, you can bring up a frivolous frivolous lawsuit, and you can put that to um to court and through the motions, right? Right, and they yeah, it doesn't it, it will bounce to no place. It will go absolutely no place. They won't even really defend the thing. It will get dismissed because it's frivolous. But in doing this, you're showing good faith. Your face is good. It's like uh, a couple that you hear they're going to get divorced, right? But they got to go to Tony's wedding because it's a family event. And when they go to Tony's wedding, the whole family is smiling and they're taking pictures, right? Knowing damn well they're going to get divorced. So it's so much problems that's in Quantic Dreams. But this game has to come out. This game has to sell. And we don't need to divide people into saying, oh, are we going to purchase on the grounds of morality or mm-hmm. are we going to just purchase a game because it's such a great game? Shout mm-hmm. out to the most interactive movie game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was for you, Death. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, Death, I'm watching you, baby. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like... Of course, we know that they're going to do PR and they have to clean it up a bit. Mm-hmm. And after the game comes out and after the game does its numbers and it starts to die down, then you're going to see the lawsuit be withdrawn. And it's whatever, because like Lord Sovereign said, it's hearsay. Hearsay is admissible in civil court. But mm-hmm. once they start digging, I don't expect it to go any further and any more facts other than the facts that were released before. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people yeah. complaining because whatever you perceive to be a slight may not be a slight on my part. Mm-hmm. Like me and Attic, little thing there. Attic can later on sue me and say for emotional distress because he doesn't get You stalking my my screen? Like I'm on. Like, <laughs> how did you know I'm on a lawyer website? Right 
<laughs> yeah, because you're looking, you're looking to come at that, me that, because your stomach way. and that's your ribs is touching. Look, I, it's not my fault that the American way two people got more money than you. It is. It is. All right, we're going to move along real quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll finish that. I'll give it to solve on his own topic. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the timing is interesting. Obviously, you know, I do want to shout out. I do like Detroit a lot. I mean, I like the demo. I'm kind. Of, I'm in a tough spot because I don't like what's going on behind the scenes. But I like the game, and I want the game. And I'm going to pick up the game. It's just one of those things that it just pains me to know that if this stuff is true, you know, and they're going through these kind of like what I call like public court of opinion things like to try to sway influence if that's the case like so i was saying that i'm a little concerned about that so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out um the only last point i want to make is that they there were three media outlets i believe french media outlets that came out with that but they're right. only suing two right. right so that i thought was interesting one haven't been quote-unquote served yet i guess now, i don't know now the one that wasn't served though mm -hmm. they received some threatening letters before <laughs> they actually went through the, with the litigation on the other two, right? But they, so they ex, they were expecting some kind of notice that they were being sued, but could nothing it, could, as could of the, yet. Could the third one just be bigger than they are, so they can't sue them? Like you, uh, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, these are all online. Well, obviously, they can sue everybody, Lord D. Right. We know that. Right. I right. say, could they legitimately sue them and know they can get away with it? Well, this is the thing. If you're going this far with it, you have to make sure your ducks are in a row, right? Mm -hmm. So, if this third, this other third publication, you need to stop only with that hammer. Look at him when he with that hammer. the hammer, attic, attic. Are you afraid of the hammer? Tell you so. We got to. It's not my fault that's made out of styrofoam. Okay. Got to keep Lord his appointment. Keep this moving. Styrofoam publication had styrofoam. Just had like great sound effects, distributing and stuff like that. Like it's not going to be sued. They had to have a hand in actually bringing all of this information to the forefront. So okay. that's that. So let's get into the game real quick. The demo came out last week. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a fan of Indigo Prophecy, if you're a fan of Heavy Rain Ooh. or Beyond Two Souls, this is straight up a David Cage game. It's just mm -hmm. blown out to the umpteenth level. Uh, the game is beautiful. It is a gorgeous game. It is a triple A game in terms of Absolutely. production value. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to play through like three permutations of the scenario that they that they gave us in the demo, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the one that we saw at E3 last year. Exactly. Um, and it's just blown out a little bit more. I will say this. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if it's if it's a digital purchase for me. It might be a disc purchase that I that I finish. Because once you finish, you're, you're done. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Exactly. Mm -hmm. it, to me, David Cage has always been good about giving you that choose your own adventure, right? Where, mm -hmm. where those books I grew up with, a shout out to choose your adventure, own adventure. That, those books that we all grew up with. Mm -hmm. And in each game, he's expanded upon that and giving you more choices, right? right? But the ideal is to get to that point where, you know, the analogy of throwing a pebble in, in, in a pond and seeing how all the ripple effects affect everything around it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's where everybody wants to get, right? I right. talked about way back when about, um, Oh, who's the the Bioshock guy? Ken Levine, right. wanting to do something called di you know digital Legos, where every everything you did affected everything else that happened, right. and that's a difficult thing to do, right? So in that respect, this isn't that yet. This is just mm -hmm. the David Cage formula blown out more. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're gonna have more permutations and more things that happen and more small things that happen during the mm -hmm. course of the story that affect bigger things that happen. So in that respect. I say, yeah, it, it definitely improves upon that formula, but mm -hmm. it's still finite. It's still right. not, 
you know, and, and it's still limited. Like they give you an environment and there's certain things you can mess with in the environment and yeah. look at. You can't touch everything in the environment. Right. There's right? specific things that they want you to focus on. Exactly. And there's um, time limits and stuff with, with certain things as well. Yeah. So that that part of it, if, if you're into that that sort of game and mm-hmm. that sort of mechanic, it's just that blown out, right? It take it takes it to the Telltale games and it takes it to old David Cage games. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if if you have issues with how he handles like themes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. well, it, again, it's a David Cage game. He right. he handles his themes with like the subtlety of a hammer. Like, <laughs> like it's not. Shout out know, to the chat, which is cheaper, Nyquil or Detroit? I'm dead. They are control. I like these type of games. You know, Cognito likes these type of games. Some people might find it boring because mm-hmm. look, it's man, like, I don't feel like you on. have. Sooner or later, yeah. we might be. It might be cheaper just to buy that game than Nyquil. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Continue, so Let's wrap this thing up, man. We got to move. Well, yeah, man. Like that. Uh, to me, it, it it's going to be one of those things. If you like those games already, you'll like it. If not, I don't know that it's bringing on anybody new. Maybe for the looks, the looks are, are hot. So you you might want to jump in and try this type I of game. I thought the controversy actually made me pre-order the game. I got a question for Laura Cognito, actually. Yeah, what's up? Harry? Since we're going over, are we allowed to skip the switch topic? No, because <laughs> I want to get done with it. And it's going to be five seconds. <laughs> I'm just literally going to say it, give your impressions, and we're out of here. We're All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's long do it. enough. <laughs> okay, so real quick, in the world of Nintendo, which my Lord had it couldn't wait to get to, hmm. um, yeah, new president. You know, um, can't pronounce his name fully, uh, uh, Shanturo Furukawa. But anyway, he took most... over Lord Res- uh, Fizume's title. He took no, no, this is on Japan side. <laughs> oh, pretty much, uh, you know, 20 years younger. He grew up in the Famicom era, you know, so I thought that was interesting. You know, expert in marketing, close. I just want someone my age. I'm not tired. He's 46, of which is impressive. Iowata was 42 when he took over. 20 years too old. 20 Shut years up. too late. Shut up, young wolf. Oh, uh, play. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this guy is mad disrespectful. Play too long. <laughs> we got to move along, man. We we went way over. Um, yeah, let's do it. Come on. Fluent English, close ties to Pokemon. Like I said, which I thought was key because obviously that we figured that's coming. So I thought that's interesting. New blood in the Nintendo uh, line. But what I want to get to, which is the newest, hottest thing in the streets right now, the Nintendo Switch has been blown wide Fake open. Me. Fake me. Unfixable hack. It's been hacked. This is actually not on the, the software level, so it's on the hardware level. And the Tegra Which is pretty much makes it fake news. No, no, this is official. This is not fake news. This is official. I can g- give you links, give you guys. So, so we talked about promote- okay, it, okay, it is it is news. It's official news. Yes. But let's be real here. One out of every hundred people were able to do this. So it's no, fake. No, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Anybody, first of all, this cannot be fixed through a firmware update. This is on the hardware side. When you take off the Joy-Cons of the Nintendo Switch, you know how you have those rails where the Joy-Cons slide on? It's basically some type of USB thing that goes through and overpasses the BIOS and starts its own boot ROM. They cannot fix this through software. They will have to come out with new Nintendo hardware to get around it. Now, obviously, you know, we assume Nintendo is going to update the next level of Nintendo switches with an, uh, 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 what you call it, a new Integra trip, which doesn't have that exploit. But as of right now, they cannot do anything to fix this. So I just wanted to bring this to the round table. Let's get it to Jez. Let's get it to everybody real quick. Your thoughts on Nintendo president and the switch being hacked. Lord Jez. Oh, okay. 
Well, uh, Switch being hacked obviously is a huge <laughs> headache for Nintendo. Um, they're going to have to release a new one. Uh, apparently, it can be hacked with a single wire, I believe. Yep. Which, yeah. and, um, it looks like a little blue critter that goes inside. You, yeah, yeah, they already, they already, made, a, they already made a device. <laughs> yeah. so, I went and purchased said wire. I'm ready. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. It's uh you know, this piracy is what buried the Dreamcast, you know. I mean, I remember at school kids were trading boot discs for the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. which had like thirty games on them. You mm-hmm. didn't even need a cable, you just slipped the disc in and boom, you had a hacked console. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a huge headache headache obviously for Nintendo and they need to fix it as soon as possible. Absolutely. But that basically all the Nintendo Switches that are out in the world now mm-hmm. are totally susceptible. And obviously, as we all know, as we discussed earlier, the margins on consoles are razor thin. You need those games to make money. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge problem for Nintendo. So yes, it's a shame, you know, but, uh, but I've always said the Nintendo hardware mm-hmm. has always been shoddy. I feel uh, like mm-hmm. you know, and Nintendo people like are the the most passionate in the world because I mean, Nintendo makes some amazing games, mm-hmm. but their hardware is always crappy. Like <laughs> my my GameCube just died randomly. The Wii was a joke. The Wii U was an oh, even your timeline is going to be crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, Nintendo fanboys are coming. I'm, I'm sorry, it's hey, just hey, hey Lord D, awful, awful quality. Lord King, you know? Lord King. Yo. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure uh, Lord uh, Lord Cognito's favorite phrase is going to be used for uh, Lord Jez anymore. So I know, right? My man, <laughs> you no longer my man. Uh, my man ain't gonna come there no more. Like, for all for all the janky hardware they produce, they have amazing <laughs> have amazing ideas. Like the switch, the switch is like. The form factor of the Switch is like it's this amazing idea to have a, mm-hmm. such a, a powerful console in such a small portable device, Absolutely. and it works really well. And no other manufa- manufacturers have been trying this for years, like mm-hmm. Nokia with the N-Gage. And, um, and, and I'm just going the, the Nvidia Shield is the same exact thing minus the Joy Cons. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but but Lord Jazz is correct. The form factor it. of the Switch, you can't deny it, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's been done um, by the same oh people. That yeah, the same people. Done. People have been doing it for years. Like, yeah, but but, <laughs> but the um, the Nvidia Shield is like it didn't have the software. Yeah, and, it um, that's it right there. And um, Nintendo did have the software, and they they saw the the because people always criticize Nintendo for like not uh, doing more stuff on mobile because because of how Pokemon Go, Go blew up and stuff like that. And, yeah. This is Nintendo's response because they've they've been massively successful with the Nintendo DS, mm-hmm. and the and the Switch is sort of like the evolution of what they learned from the DS and what they learned from the Wii U, and mm-hmm. the form factor is amazing. I just wish mm-hmm. Microsoft had made it, oh, no. and not- <laughs> oh, no. and I wish Microsoft would partner them to give them Xbox Live. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, wait, 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 exclusive. Hold wait. on, stop the presses. Do I just know something? <laughs> Well, Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft on Switch mm-hmm. is gonna that have is, Xbox Live. And you know, you might one day you might even see Game Pass on Nintendo Switch. Whoa! You know, that's I'm not I'm not saying that I've got evidence <laughs> for that, but they um they 
that's the whole idea is to get mm. services on those platforms and nintendo are open to it nintendo mm. allowed xbox live on their platform so what so, you say, let's back what, this up what, what, you're dropping bombs right now my heart can't take it so you I've got no evidence for this. <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> I, like, I, from me. I try to get him. I try to get him. <laughs> journalistic training kicked in right he, quick. He, he, he threw a smoke screen and was like, no evidence. <laughs> I love I got no evidence, but it's like. He, he just used the right, Infinity right. Gauntlet was like, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. So, so what you're saying, what, 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 what you're not saying, there's a possibility that some things may be in place. He's just saying that no, they're open to that that's content the, because they let yeah. Xbox Live on there, so that conceptually yeah. it mm. could happen. Conceptually, you know? and, I like that. And that's um, mm-hmm. you know, the Nintendo. What I'm saying is the Nintendo Switch is a great console, and it fills this sort of this gap where you can take a powerful console with you, mm-hmm. um, which um, Sony failed to do with Vita, and mm-hmm. Microsoft have never even bothered trying to do. Right. So. Um, it is a shame, you know, and hopefully they can get it fixed. I mean, yeah. but it looks it looks like they rushed the switch out the door. I've seen the I've seen the teardown of the switch internals, mm-hmm. and it, it just looks poorly made, like, plasticky. I love it. I he saved it for the end. Man. He saved it for the end, so he could go out <laughs> with a bang. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. I, I buy Surface hardware, okay. And, <laughs> and when when I, when I have like I have got Surface Book Two right here, it uh-huh. is a it is a symphony of engineering excellence. You look at the Switch; it's like this plasticky toy, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's evident the fact that you can you can crack it with a single wire just says to me that they rushed this thing, mm. you know, and that's. Now but you don't you don't blame Tegra though because the the, the fault is no. actually in the Tegra chip. That, that's where the exploit lies, though. It's like they, they have a, a flaw under fundamentally in on the chipset. So I thought that was kind of interesting, and, I, and I, I'm I mean, concerned about might, if that affects the relationship might, with Nintendo and Tegra going forward because they've had such they've been so profitable for these guys. It might be a you know on the hardware part like Tegra's fault. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is like the whole like, you know, Microsoft and mm-hmm. and uh, Platinum thing like they did give that job to them. So like that was judgment, maybe maybe that was bad judgment on them. And at the end of the day, like you can't even really blame them on a hardware side because, you know, it is their fault. And that's probably going to put some kind of fault between them. But mm-hmm. it's hard to literally it's hard yeah. to add on on like a hardware thing to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you're completely right. Out. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel, I, <laughs> I feel bad for Nintendo because there's there's no other chip that, chipset they could have used. They couldn't they couldn't have used any other chipset to make that console except the. That's right. So, I don't feel bad for them at all. They're winning. Uh, nobody <laughs> does this exploit. I, listen, you know when it's yeah. real. When it's real is when a, a certain lord uh, shows me how to do it. <laughs> that's when it's real. Let me tell you something right now. My Nintendo backlog is very minor. Okay, <laughs> I have at least probably five games, tops, maybe six. Let that let that really happen, and Jared, my backlog is going to be incredible. Just, just for the record, this we is don't support piracy. Yeah. We don't no, support we do not support piracy. I'm showing it for a second. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, 
Just for the record. Yo. And that's yo. it. Yo, uh, it's over. That's it. We're going to have to cut that segment out. That segment has to be cut out. That segment that you just saw, if you're not watching this live right now, when you go to watch the replay, that segment will be erased. Uh, I just have a question. Uh, you, you, you say something like that segment's going to be erased. Are you doing that? No, you are. And I'm going to talk to you after this to, to get that erased. I do not need. I do not need the, the the Nintendo police at my house trying to figure out if I actually really hacked my system. So I would like that release gone, erase, get it out of here. Yo, Nintendo has a little bit of time because the hack is just not, it's not an easy thing to do right now yet. Mm-hmm. One, this thing that, that you just showed, like that's not even in production yet. So right. once it is, and once they continue to refine these hacks and make it so that it's, it's almost, it's easy for anybody to do, that's when you really have to worry. Absolutely. Um, at this point though, I mean, you're talking about like 18 million yeah. switches out there that, yeah. that can wow. hacked. So they, they need to start thinking about revisions and, and how they got to move the timeline timeline up for for the revision that they had planned for maybe next year. Or no, listen, Lord Cognito wants to hack that happen really fast <laughs> so he can get the Switch Pro. This That's is what I all want an intricate, I want a better version of it. I listen, want a more powerful version of this it. This is a, all an intricate plot by Lord Cognito. <laughs> To get the Switch Pro with the Tegra 2 chip yeah, yeah. out the door as fast as possible. All right, I let, would not I, be surprised. I got to I, I I restate it. Okay. The Iron Lords <laughs> Disclaimer. You can say whatever no, no, you want to say. The way you guys are talking. The way you guys, are talking, Lords, the Lords the way are, you guys are talking. For I'm the record, have... they went to Nintendo with that exploit to let them know, hey, we've exploited this. We yes. got you. No, they, this is on this is on record. So we're we're okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, and Nintendo, they just said they're not gonna comment at this point, but it's common knowledge that they will be pumping out a revision yeah. very soon to the Integra. And like Lord Sovereign said, this maybe long term speeds up, you know, that possible version two. You know, with a, a a better Tegra trip. I didn't think this topic was gonna be as good as it is. <laughs> yeah, look at you. I didn't want right? to do the topic, and look how yo, much fun you have it. <laughs> yo, 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 wait. You told me mm-hmm. that the robbers, yes, came up to Nintendo, knocked on the door with the gun, and said, "Listen, <laughs> we got the goods on you, and if you don't play ball with us, we're gonna yeah. actually put this out to the crowd." Yes, the and Nintendo was like, yes. "We don't negotiate with terrorists." <laughs> <laughs> the name of the company is Tempkin Pumpkin State. They notified NVIDIA and Nintendo and others who plan to use the Tegra. Yo, you've done serious research on this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. They notified them, right? And the yeah. problem was that they were like, this is what it is. Work on it, right? Mm-hmm. And the, once they saw other hacking groups came up with the same exploit, they said, yes. no, we got to put it out there because they, yeah, they want that money now first. <laughs> the, but here's the funny part, y'all. The people who actually are using the exploit right now, Lord Jeff, they aren't using it to pirate games. Because Nintendo's so terrible that they don't have an internal save 
situation. They're using the hack to put to save their data on SD card, which is something right. Nintendo should already be offering. <laughs> so they're using it for that purpose, which I find is hilarious. So they don't lose anything. Because right now, if your Switch breaks, you lose your data. It, this yeah. has been one of the major complaints against the Switch. You know what I mean? So I, I thought that was hilarious. But yes, it, Lord King, is, it's like you said, it's literally a stick em up this is the best <laughs> this is the best topic that I did not want to do ever this has got to be yo I didn't know it was so much uh, intrigue and uh, <laughs> corporate shenanigans going on like yo this is this has got to be the best uh, and, and, and I know that part of this segment is going to be race so <laughs> I just want y'all to understand I'm having such a good time knowing that the bank robbers ran up to the bank and said, we got the goods upon you. Make sure you put the money in the bag. Lord Attic, are you good on this topic before we end the show? Lord Attic, you Look, when it comes to it, I enjoy that they have a, a little bit of a, a more probably person that was born around my generation being uh, put into the president. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say, once again, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh -huh. Iron Lord Podcast does not support piracy, <laughs> but I am going to say, anyone that knows how to do this, it's someone up. I'll at you. I'll at you, boy. Yo, did he just say this? <laughs> what is going on today? <laughs> anyway, we're going to end this real quick. The, um, the, the question's up. Okay. When the news of a console exclusive from your preferred platform is also announced to go to PC, does this negatively affect your view of that console? The answers will be A, yes, exclusive on PC devalue the console I own. B, no, games on PC doesn't affect me as a console gamer. Or C, I don't care, PC Master Race rules you all. That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the choices. Please rock the vote. Hit the ILP Twitter poll when it hard when it goes up. Lord Jez, thank you for dealing with all the shenanigans in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for going over a little bit longer than normal, but it was an absolute pleasure to have you, man. Thank you for coming through. Where can the fine people find you and what other articles or projects do you have cooking up? Well, uh mentioned at the start, we're currently working on CFT uh not CFT, State of Decay 2 preview. Footage got tons of 4K footage Ooh. to show off next week. Mm. Um, also, uh, we've already written a preview, I believe, or to go live next week. I think um, State of Decay Two. Um, I'm not supposed to be able to talk about it, but it's shaping up quite nicely. You guys have played it in packs, yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's um, <clears throat> so uh, I'm pretty. I wasn't that excited about it. I'm a big fan of the original, but. Um, I saw it at E3 last year, and I wasn't that impressed with it at E3, but what I've seen now has um, made me a lot more interested in it. seems a lot deeper than the first game, so... Cool. Yeah, cool. Wait for that. Um, other than that, I'm probably just going to be playing a load of Monster Hunter. All right, I got a question for you, Lord Jazz. Since you've played State of Decay, you said oh, it's a lot... Oh, well, no. I haven't played the sequel. All right. Let's say you let's say in a perfect world you've played the sequel. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there access to hack switches where I can play any unique game online? <laughs> okay. Wow, he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna leave that low. <laughs> John, you can tell us that there's hack switches you can play in the oh my in, in state of the K2. Play, play Nintendo game and an Xbox game 
awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> Lord Jess, thank you so much for coming through. Let's do these outros. Let's get yes. out of here. Lord yes, Addict, Lord where can the fine people find you? Well, you can find me leaving the podcast, that's for sure. You can find him in the bed sleeping. Going to sleep. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I don't have a snuggie, to be honest. I, I might need to acquire one of those. <laughs> oh, a snuggie would be good in this podcast because you'd be putting me to sleep all the oh time. Oh my god. Lord, you know, I'd like to promote Lord Attic before you go. I appreciate everyone coming by. I appreciate you guys for coming by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out. No doubt. Lord Sovereign. Pleasure to have as always. What do you what do you got cooking up or uh, where can find people find you? Nowhere. I'll be playing that whole thing. <laughs> offline. Enjoying games, not be bothered by social media. <laughs> I'll be playing God of War. Woo! Um Yeah, but the big shout out to Lord Jess for coming through, man. Really appreciate it. Um appreciate it. But I Thanks yeah, I it's God a God fun, fun show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord King. Oh, my God. You are hilarious today. I can't even look at you without him. Where can the <laughs> Yo, uh, First of all, I would like to say thank you for putting a voice to these crazy tweets. I'm. Oh, man, Lord Jess. Like, really, now, anytime you tweet, I'm going to hear your voice, and it's fantastic. Um, thank you for coming through. Uh, it, 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 trust me. It's it it puts a lot of things into context now, and I'm like, okay, I can hear the voice now. And then the whole history with the trolling, man, you are I the best. It. Yeah, get it. I, I actually no one should it. pay attention to my tweets. They're all <laughs> No, listen, I'm gonna put you on first mentions now. Um, <laughs> listen, I I got a thing cooking up, guys, and I and I got this question, and I really want to know. Do you want me to get a tattoo of the Iron Lords at E3 on um, on my chest right here on this side? You know, the logo. Oh. Or 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 do you want um, me to do the one chip challenge? Now, if y'all don't know about this Pacquiao chip, is like the hottest jalapeno ghost chip yes, uh, ever. Mm-hmm. Now, That's all you, bro. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all me. Uh, yeah, listen, I got, I got no problem with that. Hey, hey, I, I'm hey, doing hey, hey. I, I want you to get a tattoo of your World of Warcraft girlfriend. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. Yo, I can tell you her name right now, too. Glen, Glendia. I don't know if it's going to be one uh, or two or both, but uh, the details is coming out. We work on the Patreon. The Patreon is going to go up absolutely. and then y'all can actually vote with your dollars saying we're going to put King in that chair and it's going to be live. You can watch me go. Can we vote to, get pain. to find your World of Warcraft girlfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all can do that too, but I'll... I'll Probably right now she's running through the streets of Warcraft, doing, <laughs> doing other things with other guys. You know? Was she? An, was she an elf? Yes, I knew oh, it. Oh, Lord Jess, yes, like, he know that girl. Yes, no, because you know, listen, elves are the sexiest ones. That's why he knows that. Listen, he had a wife too. <laughs> Yo, listen, you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, everything. Uh, social, but mm-hmm. I really, I'm really serious about this. I want you guys to either tune in and check me die by fire of mouth, ah, or, or you can catch me dying by the needle. Ah, so I don't know which way you want me to die, but oh let me figure it out. <laughs> He's gonna figure out his death. <laughs> the, the cognito here. The gaming realness has been spread once again. Thank you, Lord Jess, for coming through. Huge, huge fan of you. 
that you are absolutely awesomeness to deal with all the foolishness here in the room. <laughs> I give you a lot of credit, man. Shout out to you. We love what you're doing. Also, I want to uh, shout out to all the people in the chat. Chat was absolutely lit tonight. Oh, I mean, today, fantastic. Everybody's fun, engaging. We got a lot of things cooking up, like Lord King said, as far as Patreon and all the good stuff. Also, want to shout out Lord Cal in the ne uh, network today. I mean, the chat. He actually, please check out his uh, latest interview. He had turned 10. Uh, Turn 10 Studios. That's a tongue twister <laughs> for um for one tick. So please catch that. It was really informative. Obviously, the multiverse is going to go up tomorrow. They're going to talk all about Infinity War. Make sure you guys go hit that Infinity War. Definitely will shake the world. And um, yeah. I might have to jump on that podcast tomorrow night. Yeah, shout out to Anchor Man. Shout yeah. out to Fame. And shout out to Fame coming through in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Fame. Yeah, for real. Yeah, shout man. out to We saw fame. a lot of the multiverse. They always, always show us love, support us. Thanks yeah. for everybody hitting that like and all that good stuff. Hit um, me up. On the Destiny Front, Flashpoint 13 was up with Ebontis. Talking about all the latest stuff going on with the Warmind, for anybody who cares. <laughs> and that's that. But everyone, please enjoy your Sunday. Have a good time. We're out of here. Peace.